Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Okay, before I start the show, it's sponsored by someone today. So I want to see how quick I can read this copy. But before I read it quickly, I want to let you know that Pro Flowers is like a second family to me. Let's see how I can do this. You know, like the real professionals do it. Here it is, Pro Flowers. I'll tell you what, this episode's brought to you by Pro Flowers. Show your mom you love her with some flowers for Mother's Day. Send her a dozen beautiful rainbow roses with a free glass vase. Only $19.99? Mmm. It's crazy. Or how about this? Double that and send her two dozen and chocolates for just $9.99 more. It sounds crazy. Uh, I'm, I think they're out of control over there. Pro Flowers delivers the freshest flowers, and they're guaranteed to last a full week. Yeah, you know, you, you, you got to have, you got to trust the, you can't just trust anybody. They send shit flowers that are ready to die. Not Pro Flowers. Not Pro Flowers. I'll tell you what, ordering's easy. You can choose your own guaranteed delivery date. To get a special of one dozen rainbow roses, go to Pro Flower. Dot com or click on the microphone in the right-hand corner and type in Todd Glass. Show your siblings why you're mom's favorite. That's right. Everyone thinks the flowers. Is it? Let me tell you something. I sent my mom flowers this year thinking maybe is it's, they still love it. They still love it, and uh, you can show your siblings why your mom's favorite Um why your mom's favorite child this Mother's Day with a bouquet of gorgeous flowers. Oh, my God. It's so exciting. I can't take it anymore. I can't take it. It's fucking nuts. All right, Todd. Or Aristotle. 
throw to the opening. Hey. All right, listen, this is one of those, I'm not, to George Carlin, the opening to the opening, which you'll hear in a second. Uh, today's show, we have a long, what I want to say, show where we talk about all that stuff I want to talk about. So it's the pre-show is about an hour and 20 minutes. I think in about an hour and 20 minutes in, that's when, so I just feel better saying it that way. Because maybe you're like, you know what, I don't, I don't, I don't need to hear all that stuff again. I'm pretty sure I hit on shit I talked about before. We had a different slant to it, but at about an hour and 20, why am I being so serious? So that's it. And uh, you're great. <laughs> what are you laughing at, you pile of shit? Don't say anything else. Shh, shh, Sorry. Shh. Sorry. <laughs> yeah? Are you? Hey, it's me, Ty. This episode is very bad. <laughs> Seriously, I got way too stoned. <laughs> I got so stoned that I became James Adomian's impression of me. <laughs> what if I really did that? What if I really thought? What if I could get so stoned that I thought I was doing you? <laughs> no, but seriously, this episode's really bad because this is already really bad. No, I know some of you out there. <laughs> so good. But I was talking with a guy about this the other day. I said, some of you out there. <laughs> All right, listen. Hey. All right, listen, let me just get through this. Obviously, today... Folks, yeah, let me take my hat off. I'm no longer on stage. It's me, James Adomian. I have a few credits. Okay, today is Tom... I'm playing Atlanta later this month. You were worried about this, let me say. Today is a family show with Tom Martin, but I happen to be here with James because we're heading over to the Mint and uh, making the opening. Yeah, that's right, the Mint. We're going to open an account. Yeah. So uh, let me just say this really quick. Um, I know you're not going to let me say this, but it's good. Um... How quick? Tweet at midnight. Tell them you enjoyed, uh, you know, <laughs> shut up. It helps. Do you think it's funny? Everybody who saw the show hated it. I don't but care. If you're out there and you didn't watch the show, good. Don't watch it. Just tweet about how good it was. Tweet at midnight. I'm doing that Santa Barbara run for Andre, So, but I'll tell you about it on next week's show. But if you live in Santa Barbara, Ventura, I forget, but there's like, he does like five shows up in that area. I did it before. I mean, if you're out there. in Camarillo, don't bother. If you're Camarillo, and my friend Andrea, I think her family lives in Camarillo. Um, I think that's it. Oh, I put the picture of my car, my uh, my my the picture of the bumper that Enterprise was charging me for. I put it on the Facebook page. So go take a look at it, and you'll see. And then tweet at Enterprise too. Say Enterprise, do the right thing for at Todd Glass. Yeah. Look, we got to change the world, folks. I think these people are worse than Stalin. <laughs> you know, now I'm trying to think. If I had to pick one favor over the next, like, because they're saying, so you want us to tweet at midnight and tell us that we like that. <laughs> and you want us to tweet at Enterprise. Come right. on, this is all I ask, these tweet and favors. you're also implying that you're also asking them to keep listening to the rest of the podcast. That's three things. Well, and if they're in Santa Barbara, they got to come to a show. Todd, pull back. <laughs> That's too much for one person to do. If you live in Santa Barbara, ignore the first two. To request. <laughs> <laughs> Try to be me now, trying to separate it up and making it so I'm not asking too much. Hold on, or, you know, stop. All right, a second. But if you're in Santa Barbara and you don't have Twitter, maybe just come to the show. But if look, if you're in Camarillo and you have Twitter, maybe you shouldn't come. Maybe you should just tweet. 
And it's up to you if you want to pick Enterprise. But look, here's the thing. <laughs> maybe if you got a ride, maybe you could tweet at Enterprise to try to get a ride to the show. I forgot what the third thing was. It was great. You did a good job. Yeah, you did a good job, kid. Um, you know what they told me at Simon & Schuster? Don't be shy about promoting the book. I Don't know be you, shy. Be Simon & Schuster. It's, <laughs> they didn't get to be Simon & Schuster. They're, they'd be called Simon & Shyster. I want to believe that you went into a meeting in a boardroom with the literal two guys, Simon & Schuster, and they're two guys in suits and hats, and they're like, <laughs> All right, so you got a book. That's right. <laughs> I'm yeah. Mr. P.R. Schuster, and oh. I'm Mr. R.P. Shannon. Oh, well, <laughs> I have a story about a friend of mine who uh, came out of uh, the uh, shed. I can't read it. <laughs> what, what you, I don't read. I don't I'm in read. the book business. I'm in the book business. I don't have time to read a book. <laughs> I burn books faster than I read them. Hey, uh, do the. Let me ask. Uh, I'll, I'll play the funeral director. We'll do oh, yeah, do that. We were okay. doing this bit before. Okay. We we're just happened to be at a party talking? Well, yeah, well, you, you, know, you know me a little bit. So, okay. uh, yeah, I'm a funeral director. So how oh, old, I know how, you. Oh. How old is she? My grandmother turned 89 today. Oh, well, good. God bless her. You know. I want to let you know that some of my clients, you know, we do offer a discount on these funeral services. You know, if we, if you just bring her in now, go ahead and bury her. <laughs> it's funny again. Look, look, look. Well, wait, look, my, grandma, my grandmother's still alive. How dare you? You got to ask yourself. I know people always say you got to ask yourself if it's a positive thing. You got to ask yourself, how much longer is she going to be around anyway? Well, right now she's fine and she's very aware. That's always how they start. But honestly, 89, tomorrow it's 90. The day after that, she's 100. This is ridiculous. Don't absurd. worry. What's the, what would she be? We're in not going to just put her down there. Oh, is there... What's Look, the we have a light down there. We give her something to do, some little toys to play with. Oh, there's a light? Yeah, there's a little light she can turn on and off. We give her a mahjong tile. You think... <laughs> Do you think Does I she see, play dominoes, pal? Do you think I... The guy starts now listening yeah, to you. Yeah. It's almost like being on a tour bus. You <laughs> know, a, they have those little, right. little, little squares. Yeah, for, we got two windows like that. She married? Is her husband still alive? Her husband's buried. Oh, he's buried? Look, we'll bury her right next to him. <laughs> Put a window. We can install a window there. She can look at him. She's got a light. She's got all the toys she wants. Man. Give her a little cat toy to bat <laughs> around. Well, now you're making it sound demeaning. What else is she doing up there? <laughs> sewing and stuff? <laughs> Look, we'll throw a bunch of yarn down there with her. I love you. Put, put, um, put her next to her husband so they could have the window and they wave at each other. Wait, 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 like, why is he alive? Because <laughs> maybe he got buried a week before and he's still alive. I don't know what's going on in this institution. Look, we'll put her. Look, we know we're very good at this. We've done it before. We don't make look. Make it look like she's going on a cruise. There's a little ramp that goes down into the little... <laughs> the Todd Glass situation, I'm not kidding around. Pre-order it. I'm begging you. Guys. I'm begging. It's, uh, Simon and Schuster said, don't be shy with asking people. I know you don't want to. They said, I know you're, he you're hesitant to tweet it more. They go, you know what? Not everyone reads a tweet at a certain time of the day. You retweet it. The people that care about you will understand. Listen, so. folks. It's Simon and Schuster here on behalf of Todd Glass. We got a major investment in this chump's book. <laughs> I like it. If it doesn't sell in the first week, New York Times bestseller. I'm talking. <laughs> yeah. Then we're gonna not only are we gonna pull all the copies out, we're gonna kick them down to the goddamn curb. We're gonna come around to you. Do me. Todd Glass is gonna turn over the names of all the downloaders of his fucking podcast. <laughs> we're gonna come after you door to door. You don't want to buy Todd's book? Fine, we'll buy it back and we'll kick you in the balls. For it. <laughs> Do me, because we only have another second or two. Do Hold me, on a second. Do me talking about pro flowers.
What was it? Pro Flowers. I have to do I, I I did a Pro Flower ad. I already did it, but I was going to say you do me talking about it. I don't know what that is. Oh, Pro Flower. Uh, never mind then. Um, <laughs> they, they got enough mentions. Hey, Todd, let's not cut this out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're all good, everybody. This is the show. Um, oh, 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 I'm glad I... Uh, you know what? I'm going to do an opening to the opening. I'll tell you why. All right, bye. James's fault. Enjoy the show. Hey, wait, Todd, wait, 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 wait. Todd, the guy's seriously waiting. Todd gave me a copy of the book. Oh, I did give you a copy. Gave me the copy of the book, and guys, I'm not kidding. I'm not in it, so uh, <laughs> I don't give maybe, a shit. Maybe you don't need to read. How do you know you're not in it? I'm, I just I didn't look. I flipped through it. Ah, uh, you flip, flip, you flippity flop. I yeah. flipped too fast. I flipped it. I flipped around. Alrighty, here's the. Uh, we're gonna roll right into the show. I didn't... All right, here we go. Now entering Nerdist.com. Hello, everybody. 150 episodes. If you got a problem, I don't care what it is. If you need a hand, I can assure you this. I can help. I got two strong arms and I can help. Mm-hmm. That's right. It would sure do me good. Do you good let me help. You know, we were talking before we came on the air. If you have if you, if you put on nice clean socks, right. And you uh, step in some water. Like walking around the house or whatever. Yeah, yeah let's say dry socks uh, 100% wet, right? That of course you change your socks. And if it's 50% wet, of course you change your socks. But when it's 2% wet, two, it's like a little drop of water. You think, ah, I don't have to change your fucking socks because you're going to be miserable. It's a fact that people get lonely. It ain't nothing new. That's right. But a woman like you, baby. That's right. Should never have the blues. Of course not. Let me help. Have a laugh on me. I can help. Oh. It was sure to to do me good, let me help. Let me tell you something. I'm going to tell myself what I tell myself every show. Do I hear hissing? <laughs> That's what you tell That's yourself every show. <laughs> <laughs> you probably do at some point. It's in my head. Um, I got the fan on over here. I feel like I've been away forever. Those double episodes. I like to do it every week. You know, a lot of people, they, oh, we did 10 episodes and we stockpiled them. And I get it. Some people have to do them. I like to do the episode that week. Because yeah. I'm excited. You know, I do it, and then I want people to hear it. I know. And if you're all caught up, you have to start listening to old episodes, which I've done. I'm back listening to uh, episode 42. Listen, here's what's going on. Um, take a deep breath, Todd. <sighs> 150 shows. We have a 150 show thing, maybe. But let's get, let's, uh, you know, it's 150 shows. That's like, you know. Significant. It's nice. Oh, yes. What? What is this? <laughs> is this song related to 150 shows? Maybe. I don't think so. Well, we did this at a... Todd's been podcasting for 150 shows. <laughs> oh, I and guess. I he'll be podcasting for 150 more. What do you mean he guesses? Oh, it's kind <laughs> of like 50 shows back on the 100th show. And I can't remember what I listened to before. But we do, baby, without time. 
It's a little self-grandizing, but what will we do without Todd? That's me. But I agree, and I don't usually agree with Joe. <laughs> You're always arguing with Joe. Jake Todd. So, in and out. So, this is a family show, and remember before the show I said, is it Taylor or Tyler? Tyler. It's Tyler, yeah. We're going to address some things, but I'm very relaxed. Tom Martin. I'm relaxed, too. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like that new laugh that I do. What is that? You did one. I listened to the first show on the way here. and you I did one of those? Yeah. Oh, that means it's not like a new thing. No. I, there's a reason. Someone, the most brilliant person in the world, could tell why I do that. We go, it's like, <laughs> like why, why? now it sounds weird if I do it. <laughs> now I'm not, but I'm not doing it as a parody the old way. Now I am. <laughs> That's worse than my... <laughs> but you know what someone told me? And I, and I want you to know that I, I agree and, and, and your email... Don't, don't, that's your laugh. And that's why when someone's in the audience and they snort or something, I never make fun of them. I defend them. Yeah. They, need, they need you to defend them, not make fun of them. They bared their soul. I'm like, hey, folks, d- don't look over there and make fun of that. That's what I want. That's someone having a, oh, and I know they, because, they, you know, especially it's weird because if you're a woman, maybe it's not perceived to be feminine. It might be more embarrassing. You think there's truth to that? Yeah. So they, yeah, you need me to wrap, my, you need to, a hug. Not to go, who's snorting over there? That's not how you laugh. (laughs) I'll take that over over the person who wants to laugh but instead goes, oh, yeah. Or they go, or they cover, they just, they don't want, they hate their laugh. So they, no, laugh, snort, take your pants off and and shit on the floor. See, I wouldn't go that far, but you know, we have. I know, Well, that's where we, that's where we. That's why we disagree with yeah. you. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll let it slide. All right. So last week you might have heard on the show. Uh, uh, here's who's here. Nice and slow. Nice and slow. There's nowhere. We're not going anywhere. You know, for the people that that listen every week uh, to George Carlin, it is a constant battle for me to just just take a deep breath. What if I start getting too slow? You know what I mean? I'm like, take a deep breath, Todd. There's no hurry. You start putting people to sleep. <sighs> They're driving off the road. Cody Woods is here, who is in Los Angeles now. Some big show business news coming up, but we can't tell you. And uh, what is it? I can't tell you. <laughs> Cody, Cody is here hanging out, which is always fun. Cody was on the opening of last week's show when we were at the Throckmore Theater in uh, in and outside of San Francisco in some Mill Valley. Uh, Aristotle's here. He had a vegan cookie that Jake bought him, <laughs> and uh, and Tom Martin is here. And, uh, of course, Jake Adams is here. Tom Martin. Oh, Tom Martin. Yes. And Jake, uh, Jake is very popular in the Twitter scene. So if you want- Jake Adams. His Twitter handle is at Jake M. Adams. But his grandmother calls him Jacobs. Oh. <laughs> did you put that on my tab? Hmm. I didn't know you were calling ordering your own jingles. <laughs> no, I made I ordered it. one for Aristotle as well. Oh, what's, what's it? Well, Aristotle. What, what did they do for Aristotle? As a young boy, Aristotle dreamed of being a sound engineer for the Todd Glass Show. And now that dream is a reality. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to hear the first part. You think I should get my money back? Play it again. As a young boy, Aristotle dreamed of being a sound... What were the first few words? 
I don't know. You, you should put. Your I know what it is because I, I is. play it again. As a young boy. As a young boy. As a young boy. It should what be a, as a young boy. Yes, this is a professional. Why do I always have to help Joe? No, yeah. this isn't Joe. Oh, this not. is uh, uh, Jeffrey Hutchins. Jeff Jeffrey Hutchins. All right, so here we go. Um, we'll get to the whistles and the bells and the jingles and the blingles and the blangles and the, uh, you know, everything. By the way, my new name is Jackson uh, uh, Van Ron. Jackson Van Ron? <laughs> yeah. My, what, what? It's my. How dare you laugh at me? Well, Jackson gonna, Van Ron. You can't stutter it over. You got to read Jackson it. Jackson Van Ron. Say, say what is my name? Jackson Van Ron. Jackson Van Ron. Like we practiced. It's in, my in birth our, name. In, you no, know, I think it's your radio No, name. it isn't. Stop it, Tom. I don't need you to be sober and sensible. Uh, listen to me. Tom told me today on the phone, I'm coming in there. I'm not going to drink at all. I'm not going to do anything erratic or fun. Don't, don't worry. Don't worry. Nobody likes unpredictable comedy. But my new the name last is, thing that you're going to get out of me. Is Jackson Van Ron. No, today, on, today uh, Jake was telling me that his friends came from out of town, and they were hanging out over the weekend, and one of his friends' name, he goes, my friend Jackson. I go, and he goes, his last name is Van, Jackson Van Ron. I'm like, that's, I want that to be my, that's my new, <laughs> that's my new Starbucks name. I'd take Cody Woods. Cody Woods is a, a pretty good You know, name. you're right. Solid name. Is that your real name? Yeah. yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> Why would he lie? <laughs> you're listening to the Cody Woods Show, America. Oh, that sounds bad. You're listening to Cody Woods. No, all right. Why do I have to play with these things? All right, listen. Um, we'll do that later. That's up there. I don't want anyone. I got... I don't know where to start. You know, I'm going to go in order. Um... I am constant. <laughs> Finish a sentence. I got a actual trophy last week that says the Todd Glass, you know, voted number one by the Podcast Association of America. Oh, that's cool. Along with some other plaques that we have on all our microphones, and we got this. Well, I got it last week, but I didn't know it was from Star Be Glitched, right? Yeah. S- yes. And Star, I think you were the one that I was supposed to meet uh, after the Jimmy Pardo show. I think. Sometimes I'm good with this, sometimes I've been. But that was very cool. It's like a little microphone, and, and I think you tweeted a picture of this a long time ago, but yeah, I never got it. Yeah, because I saw it, it on the uh, – you have it on your Twitter. Yeah, right? I do. I, I think it was yeah, her, I but this is like five it. months ago. So unless somebody else took a picture of it and never sent it to me, and then she actually did sent she it to it? me. I don't know if she made it or not, but it, it looks professionally made. I don't think cool. she did. I think she ordered it, which is very nice. And then she made some other plaques that we have on all the microphones, which we'll take some pictures of when Nick is here next week. Nick, you know, Nick is – me and Nick had an amazing heart-to-heart outside of Cantor's one night from 2 to 4 in the morning, just talking about so many things. And um, Do you wish you had stayed in Cantor's and had some coffee while you chatted? I loved it. I loved every minute of it. He, we both, he, it was just good. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. And we don't, you know, he, and, and now it's nice to also have him, you know, doing some, we feel like we, you know, sometimes we leave him out of all the jingles, but no more. <laughs> you should have been here, Nick. That's right, Nick. Hey, honey, there's a jingle. Todd made a jingle. Nick's been taking pictures at a lot of shows. <laughs> And you know he's also taken lots of video. Oh, we love to... Uh, You'll hear the rest when you come in next week. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let me put this back. So thank you, Star. Um, I'm going to make this quick. R-Y-K-E-R. I might have answered this question before, but sometimes answering it in an email is too wordy, so I'll answer it quick. About starting comedy. 
Sometimes I feel like the advice I give looks like I'm just trying to get out of giving long advice because it seems like, well, for a guy who likes to talk a lot, because well, it, it is short advice, just go do it. Stop writing. I'm writing and I'm writing. I keep writing. I'm writing. I'm getting ready and I'm writing and I'm writing. I'm going to get ready. It, you're going to be scared shitless. It's three minutes. Hey, it could be two minutes. And it's stand-up comedy. If it doesn't go well and your instincts kick in, you can comment that it didn't go well. You're not stuck in a sketch. Can I say something that helped me get over the fear? Mm -hmm. uh, when I started out, I was watching somebody get their check, and I, I noticed their attention go from the stage to their check and their food, and I realized that they're so much more into their food and their check and their life than anything. That, their French fries are more important than anything like embarrassing that you could do. They Talk. may laugh at you for 18 seconds, but then they're back to their life. Well, I got to... You know, the reason, if you want this to be real, like 10 years ago, I would have just gone, oh, I can't disagree with Tom. I know what you mean. There's more you going on. You still have to disagree well, with Well, him. I want to. All right. But don't make it sound like a good clubs, the crowds aren't treating the show like theater. You know, the, the, if, at good comedy clubs, that's what you... Oh, yeah, yeah. They're there, and they are giving, like, almost 100% up to that stage. No, I don't mean like... I just mean, in an instant, I saw a moment, and this was probably at the Irvine Improv, where I just realized how into your own life everybody is and it wasn't anyone's bad behavior in the audience or the club it was just a realization that there's nothing that you can do that is really gonna uh stick with the crowd in, in a in a negative way well, and if it does it does i'm maybe not explaining it that well but what i'm saying is it's okay the worst case scenario isn't that bad you know? it, it, that's that I, that I can tag because you're absolutely right. It's three minutes. The crowd knows that it's an open mic night. And by the way, on a lot of open mic nights, not they're not all brand new. Sometimes you see people been doing it two years, three years, one year, which is a big difference. A one year comic from the first time comic. But this next part, I don't. I look. I'm not just trying to be unnecessarily motivational. Then we're going to move on because I have talked about this before. Um, I look. Apps, I am fucking serious about this. Sometimes it goes really good the first time. It just happens, even if it goes bad. No, you don't want it to. But even if it does, you're going to get home and put your head in the pillow, and you fucking did it. And that is fucking powerful. Is it? And you've got to appreciate that. That's That every goddamn comic had to get on stage the first time. And if you are serious about doing it, serious, hey, let me tell you, if you're looking to play around before you go to college three or four times – I don't know if it's worth it if you're that nervous. But if you're telling me, no, I want to do this for real, yeah, every comic had to get on stage the first time. And even if you bomb, you, you should go home and celebrate like you fucking got on The Tonight Show. Right. You got on fucking stage. God damn it. You did it. So guess what? If you know how to look at it from the right perspective, it's a, it's a, it's a win. It's a, it's a win-win, as they say. So... Riker, R-Y-K-E-R. -E there you go. Get the fuck up there, Riker. Um, B-U-N-K-E-R told me something which I really appreciated. Uh, look at that. I'm, I'm sort of echoing what this email is about. They said that they were helping someone at a store, and they said, you know, they, they weren't bragging, but they, like it, I remi it reminds me of what I said. When I worked at Dairy Queen, I took pride in being good. I like, knew I waited on customers good. I was proud of it. I liked it. I liked being nice to people. I liked that they knew. And this is what they were sort of saying. So that happened, and they didn't roll their eyes at the customer. They were very helpful. And said something a little different after this person helped them. They went, hey, I just want to say, I appreciate you. Not that, I know you think, well, thanks a lot. You could say, hey, thanks a lot. But, hey, I appreciate you. 
And they go, for some reason, it just like resonated like your uh, Uncle Frank saying, um, uh, I'm proud of you. Thank you, Tom, for lipping that to me. Um, <laughs> I appreciate you. Like that gave me like when I first read the email, I'm like, yeah, I can see why that would do that to you. I appreciate you. So I don't know. I want to try it now. It's almost so warm that it might be hard for me to say. You know what I mean? It's like I appreciate you. It's a very it's a lot of warmth being thrown at someone. Right. I appreciate you. So I like that. I really do. I thought that was uh, your email did not fall on deaf ears. There you go. I think Mr. Rogers would. would like that. Um, you know Oh, yeah, Mr. Rogers, we, uh, we are going to get to that later. Mr. Rogers Trolley. Sure, we're, we're always happy to have Tom Todd, here. Todd, do you speak trolley? Of course I do. I what, what did you... Well, we don't rate the guests from our favorite to our least, but yes, Tom is one of our favorites. Oh, <laughs> See, I don't speak trolley. Tom okay, this is what I want to say. I am constantly... Re, you know, a lot of times, like you, you bear you. The reason I, I, I tend to stop myself when I feel I'm maybe getting too, I don't know, too mo- mushy. If that, that's the best way I can say, you know, mushy. Yeah. Like, and I have podcast mental, yeah, and I podcast hangover that sometimes. Like, you, right now, I'm feeling in a great mood. I'm with everybody here. It's great. It's dark. The candles are lit. I am never. I, I'm, I'm constantly re impressed with the audience that listens to the podcast. And look, uh, people that come out that don't listen to the podcast can be awesome too. Before I did the podcast, you met awesome people. But there is a, there is a certain type of person that comes out that I'm constantly... You're talking about when you go out and perform at yes, the club. Yes, thank okay. you, yes. Uh, overwhelmed. And I was in um, Bucks County at the Comedy Cabaret. Boy, did I transform that place. It was fucking different. Made him take every bit poster off. Uh, I don't want to get into it. <laughs> but uh, I, I love, you know, I love something fun about hanging out with new people. So I was downstairs. First of all, we started a gang. I was like, and I was like, who wants to be in the gang? And we were all hanging out at the bar after the show downstairs. I had the band playing for me as people came in. It was everything I wanted. The two piece people came in. They were playing jazz. It was dark. It was just, you know. And afterwards, one guy came up to me, and you know who you are because you listen to the show. And he said, I just want to tell you that. I remember what you said about you got to fight someone else's fight because you can throth. Is throth the right word at the froth? mouth? Froth. froth yeah. You can froth. Like, you know, like that's why you, sh- you can froth a little differently for someone else's rights because it's not self-indulgent. If I, right. if I defend women or if I defend different races, you can, you can have a little – you should be able to defend yourself that way too, and you can, but you can definitely up it a few pegs when you're defending somebody else because right. what other reason would you defend somebody else that it's right because when you defend someone else's rights, it makes your life a little harder because yeah. you have to be aware of other people. So why else would you defend somebody else's rights unless it was decent? When you defend someone else's rights, it's because it's fucking right. No one defends somebody else's rights unless it's right. Believe me, when yeah. it comes to giving someone else equality, it, yeah, it might make your life a little harder. But if you care about equality, it ends up making you breathe easier. And they said, I took that in the heart, and I've been doing it. And you came up to me right before the show at the Comedy Cabaret. You talked to me right near the sound booth. I was a little frenetic. I did stop. I did definitely say, you know, I, I spent a little time. Always you walk away and wish you could have spent more. But y- you, you, I heard what you said. 
and uh, it, it, it was very kind, and it was appreciated. And I hope you know who you are. You talked to me right before the show. You said, I don't want to take too much of your time. You said, but, you know, I, I heard what you said about you got to fight the fight for somebody else, and you said some very nice things. So I feel good so far. I'm going nice and slow. Um, where is everybody? Somebody emailed me. Where's uh, Daniel Kino? Where's... Yeah, I asked that before the show started. You did. Well, Daniel Kino is dead. Well. Uh, no. <laughs> dead, dead to me or just dead? Well, people always go, you're dead to me. Does anyone ever say they like someone so much they're alive to me? You know yes. what I mean? Jesus Christ. You know who I would say that about? <laughs> <laughs> During Easter, I think it's a good hey, time to mention. Hey, you're, you're alive to me. Like, you know who I would say that about because I love them so much? John Panette. John Panette, yes. he's alive to me. Yeah. That sound, that's kind. You love them so much that, no, he's alive to me. He might be dead, but he's alive to me. Yeah, in a way he is. If you think of some of his bits, you know, I mean, you can. John Panette. Someone told me, you know, you know, when, you know what I notice about people like that? You forget that sometimes when they die because everyone goes public with their emotion, they made everybody feel special. They made everybody feel kind. They made everybody feel not kind. They made everyone feel. And someone I was working with said, you know, when I first worked with John Panette, I think you might have been around, Cody, when this person told us this. Oh, yeah. Who was in the room at the Throckmore Theater that went on? The really funny guy that went on before us. He's doing this show. Say it nice and loud. Brendan Lynch. Brendan Lynch. Yeah. yeah. Who's, by the way, very funny. He's good. Nice guy. I can tell I meet someone in one second. I'm like, they're cool. I like them. And he's doing um, the uh, party. Uh, right. I forget the name of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, party at, I'm forgetting the name of it. Do you know the name of it? Oh, Adam Devine's house party? Yeah, Adam Devine's house party. He ran his set for that. And he said that John Panette, the first time he worked with him was at the San Jose Improv, and he gave him his bonus. And I said, do you mind if I ask what it was? He goes, well, it was triple what I was making. Oh, my God. That means a lot. Of course it does. Of course it does. And guess what? You're listening to Jackson Van Ron. (laughs) You knew I was going to jot that down, Jake. (laughs) I didn't, actually. No, oh, you didn't? No. What was the other thing you told me? Well, Otto and George, when uh, Otto would cough or anything, George would just be, die. Die. <laughs> die. I know, but die. Die already. Because the puppet, because he coughed. Where you goes from, Jersey? Where you goes from, New Jersey? Oh, he would mock. Otto would mock. George would mock Otto so bad when he did bad crowd work. I loved it. I loved it. I get it. I'm not stupid. Do you remember that opening line? It was quoted all the time. I don't know if it still does, but uh, where he goes on a date and the dad asks, what are your intentions with my daughter? I think that was him. He goes, what are my intentions? Well, I thought I'd get the ball rolling by deveining your cock with a clam fork. <laughs> Do you remember that line? No. I mean, it was like, what are my intentions? <laughs> God. <laughs> Everybody! Here we go. Okay. We nailed it. So with these other people that I met, 
And you know who you are, too. We went to Wawa together, and we uh, – I was same, it, Are you still in the same spot? Or yes, yeah, I'm next, sorry. Next Tom, stop. Tom, by the way, you're doing a great job Well, tonight. you know, you'll notice I don't have an alcohol beverage in my fist today. <laughs> well, you're going to see a more responsible time. I like it. Um, oh, sure, but, you know, you could, you know, drink all you want. I don't care. You know, why not, right? Have another drink, Tom Martin. Well, I'm sorry to hear that that's the reputation, because I, 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 uh, I talked to my comedy professor after last week's show, and uh, he got me back on track, so from now You're on... You're fine. You're good. Okay, good. You love you. Let me tell you something. When you come here, it's like, you know, everyone's excited. I wish your name wasn't Uncle Tom, because I would... Would, would tell that more. I know. Black that people like, always call me Thomas. I've all my black friends, they call me Thomas. I don't brag. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many black friends. Suli McCullough? No? Yeah, okay, yeah. listen. Sure, so, so after the show, this, the, the, the one guy has a podcast because he tweeted something, and I noticed he has a podcast. I wish I uh, remembered the name of the podcast. I was to give it a plug. Maybe, maybe I'll do it on the opening of the show. So uh, I said, who wants to go to Wawa and get our sandwiches and eat like cops? And they're like, you know, park one way, you park the other way. Oh, my God. That's so we, great. So we, there's a Wawa. We go there. Downstairs, we're at Poco's. We, there's a bar down there. It's actually pretty cool. They just redid it. And it's like an outdoor bar where garage doors open up, and then it's all outside. And, um, and then we went to Wawa. I got – oh, Jesus. Let me tell you. It, it was – I got uh, – Is it a chain? I don't know what Wawa, Wawa is. Wawa is like oh, – I've talked about it. Okay. I, I will go into it again. It, I, I have to start with a Seven Eleven because that's the building, uh-huh. but f- more more like uh, little cups of apples and carrots and and a little more healthier things, and then a coffee section that's nice and clean, and everyone's friendly there. You know, everyone opens the door for each other as you're going in. You're out. The hey, how you doing today? There's and then there's a kick-ass deli. 24 hours a day, you can go get like real, you know, a nice deli sandwich. You know, like at, like at a good deli. And uh, so we went. I got. All touch-tone screens, and even the atmosphere and the building is nicer. The landscaping as you go in, the stone facade. It's, is this just an East Coast yeah, phenomenon? Right. Why? And sometimes I ask people, why aren't there Wawa's everywhere? They go, they're just regional. I go, I know, that's what I'm fucking asking. That's like going, why isn't there a mall here? Oh, because there isn't a mall here. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm asking. So we go there, and we, I get, um, I get, uh, uh, I get uh, chicken salad, and it's not mushy and gross and disgusting. Hey, the sodium level is probably out the fucking roof, but at least... It does. It's a, and then I got applewood bacon, which they throw in that bake the oven. Then I got it toasted with sweet with a red cherry peppers, and um, I go outside, and we're eating it. Now let me tell you something: if you may pretend the shittiest food in the world, you were in Italy eating it, it's still not good. But when something's fucking unbelievable anyway, and then you go, well, that's what we were saying. We're outside eating it. It's two thirty in the morning. The three of us. I think there's five of us at this point. The the fresh roll. The, the chicken salad, the apple, the bacon's on there, some cherry tomatoes, cherry, cherry uh, peppers. You know, they're not too sweet. They're not too – they're not hot. Just crunchy bread, the applewood bacon. So we're eating it, and you know, I was thinking, like, if we were in Italy when they brought it out on a chopping block, here you go, Mr. Glass. I brought you a nice applewood turkey sandwich on a chopping block. It's a delicious sandwich. I woke my mother up to make it for you. Oh, 
Mama song. Mama song. Do your best, Mama song. What, Jake? Do you have any food? Yeah, make you. What's your name again? Frederick. You're coming to my restaurant. My mother. Mama. Will you make him an applewood bacon chicken salad sandwich with some cherry peppers? He's on... too skinny. <laughs> He's a... I make him a food. He's a too skinny. You're yeah, right. We'll make you, make you more food. Thank you. Thank you, Mama. You gotta son. eat them all. Whoa, Mama. How old are you, Mama? 108. You're making me some food. Yeah, you're too skinny. Everyone's <laughs> too skinny. Don't get to over 107. Mom. Yeah. You, you don't sit down. You're I wish. Yeah. Let me tell you. No, you have to eat more. This is a different character now. Same voice. I weigh 500 pounds. You're too skinny. <laughs> I weigh 500 pounds. No, no, you eat more. <laughs> that, by the way, paint that out. That's not way off. No, it isn't. <laughs> That's not way off. You're too skinny. <laughs> oh, I love you so much. By the way, uh, so we went there, and it was just, just great. We, you know, we stayed out there for like an hour, and I got also a coffee, a blended coffee. Uh-huh. And, you know, they kept looking at it. They're like, we should have gotten one. I said, go back in. And it was so good. You and should do. You should open a Wawa out here or some ripoff. Of I don't know. So I don't. If, I, if Mark I, Anderson were still alive, and he he would do something like like Pam Felix. She moved to the East Coast and opened up yeah. kind of a chain of Mexican restaurants that they don't have in DC yet. I, but I, you I can't be that believe, kind of person. I can't believe no one's done it. You know, wa- uh, you know, Wawa. I just don't understand it. But I've talked about this fifteen times. All right, so let's move on. So anyway, what I want to say, so I feel that I gave it justice. Um, uh, you, I am proud of you. When you come out to the show like that and the people I was hanging with downstairs at Pocos, you know, know that, like, I get you get to the point in your career where you can't hang out with everybody after the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. But guess what? While I can, I fucking love it. It's nice meeting new people. It's fun. It's what you get to do when you're 20. You meet new friends. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. There's a new energy. It's like great. And even if we're only friends, when maybe they'll never see me for another year till I come back. And you'd be surprised. You you, you remember a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. You might forget someone's name. That's 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 hard sometimes. But you don't forget. You're like, yeah, I remember. We went to Wawa. We you have the podcast. Your friend was there, and then we started a gang. And you tweeted that we're in a gang now. So, all right. I don't want to get like I said too mushy. But um, uh, the reason Tyler. Real quick, yes. uh, if you feel like you're getting too mushy, what I would advise is just put on your Seinfeld voice, and that way it'll kind of toughen the edges, and you can say whatever you want. <sighs> Mama song. That's not mushy. That's the uh, Godfather. I, I got to tell you something, Mama. Yes? I went out to the comedy show tonight. Why'd you go? Because I do shows, and those crowds are so nice. Did you bring a sandwich with you? I brought the 300 people back to the house. Oh, we'll sit them down. You and have enough food. food? Oh, yeah, don't worry. For 300 people, Mama? Look how skinny. As skinny as 300 people I ever see. <laughs> My friend John McFadden's mom, who was a very Italian mom, was like that. We'd come home from Smokey Joe's, and it would be, I'm not kidding you, like 2.30 in the morning, and yeah. she would get up. 
And he didn't want her to. We'd be so quiet. Maybe we weren't so quiet. You know, we purposely were like <laughs> opening the door. And she would start taking this fresh, like sliced prime rib and putting it into a pan. And then she'd put the then she'd take the roll, put butter on it, and put that in another pan and toast it a little, and then put the layered on. And then she'd put like fresh cheese on it, and we'd sit there, and she'd just keep putting food out on the table. But those people, st- my wife is exactly like that. She is. Oh my god, yeah. If I'm hungry, she's, she'll feed me immediately. If anyone comes over, she she. I didn't picture Heidi like that. Oh yeah. You know what I? I pictured Heidi more like, you know, it's uh, it's five at night. I'm sleeping. Well, that's her voice and all, but are you hungry, she'll say. You want a a Pop-Tart pumpkin? (laughs) You want a Pop-Tart pumpkin. Okay. (laughs) Okay. What I hear, uh, what's going on over here? Um, Santa Barbara, I'm coming out. There's a bunch of shows in Santa Barbara that... that, um, Andre... uh, does a great job. I give him an AA plus. Who is Andre's? Actually, we're going to also get him on the podcast soon. Um, but I'm doing the May seventh, eighth, ninth, and something like that in May. So there's a. I'll tweet the website. But just in case you know, in case you're listening, it's like Ventura, Santa Barbara. It's all in that area. One guy is in charge every night. It might Z- be these are the Bob Zaney. No, no, no. It's this guy. No, no offense to Bob because I, I haven't I, seen his. No, but, but this, he used to book a bunch of rooms. Yeah, this guy, it's like you every night. It might be in the back of an Italian restaurant, but when you go back there, it's a fucking comedy club. There's a stage. There's lighting. There's music. He does it right, and that's what's good about it. You know, Wednesday or Thursday or Friday, wherever you go, you're going to walk into perfect. It's going to be perfection, and, uh, and, and, I, and I don't say that that often. So there we go. There's that. And then um, why do I have Jake? Taffy. Jake Traffic? Jake? Joke? Joke Traffic. Joke Taffy. Jake Taffy. (laughs) I have no idea. Oh, I'm going to put a picture of this up on the website. I have to remember, Jake. Can you please write this down? I got my car from Enterprise. Quit bragging. Oh, Enterprise. I rented a car. I didn't even get the extra insurance. <laughs> well, I didn't. They wear collared shirts. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Please, I asked you last week to do that. You catch me off guard, and I love it every time. Look for reasons to do that. Because, ooh. Um, so, I get my car at night. By the way. I don't mind being wrong, but I don't think I am. And also, I'm not going to throw Enterprise under the bus. They might read this. They might look through it, and they might decide that I'm not responsible. But at night, and if there's, if there's surveillance cameras, they will see that I notice something. You look around the car. You know how they tell you to look at it at, when it's pitch dark, and there's overhead lighting, but it's, it's pitch dark. And I noticed that there's a piece of black on the bumper that's sticking out at the right-hand side, all the way to the right. But I look at it, and it just looks like, oh, that's the way it is. I don't go to the other side to see if it matches. I just get closer. There's no dents. There's no anything. Then when I return the car, I pull it up. I am proud of myself that I was not disrespectful to the guy. It did throw me into an inward little bit of rage when they go, because it's all matter of fact. Okay, what's your deductible? It was two twenty-five for the car. We're going to take seven fifty off your car. But if they find out it's not your fault, we'll take the $500 off. And there's a little crack. I, I took a picture. I always was leaving, and I took a picture of it. 
of the crack on the bumper. And I and he and I and he also said, "Yeah, we're going to be putting a new lighting here soon." Because I said, "You know, look, I go, I get it. This is exactly what I said that." Probably 75% of the time, people know damn well they did it. Mm -hmm. They bring it back and they lie. And I do believe that. I really do believe that. But I said, what about the 25% that they're not? I go, you I understand they're trained to look at it differently than me. But if they would have said these words, it's pitch dark right now, even with our overhead lighting, you, you you really should take a look at the car knowing that in the light, it might show some things that you would not see right now. But they don't. Now, I understand he said, well, they didn't tell you to do it, but they're trained to do it. Right. Hey, people are new. People are – I think they should tell you that. Uh, and it, when you see the crack that's in the center of the bumper – and also, again, I would not be surprised if there's surveillance camera. You can see. I lean over and I look at the bumper, and I look down. There's like a rubber piece sticking out, but it almost looks like it should be that way. And I just – I don't go, oh, let me go to the other side see if it matches because it just looked like, okay, I was thinking that, but I was thinking that that might be a little different, but then it looked like it was fine. So they did. They charged me $750, $500 deductible. I saw it on my card today, and I took a picture. Now, again, I have to be fair to the company. For all I know, I don't, you don't want to go in, and then they look through the account, and they go, whoa, whoa, whoa. What did the customer say? I'm sure they noted what I said. Right. But let me tell you something. I'm going to wait. I hope they do the right thing. But in the meantime, I'm going. You know what? I won't even put the picture up. Why, why put the picture up? Maybe they'll do the right thing, and I'll go, that was a waste. But if they don't, I'm putting the picture up, and I'm going to let people see. And the guy did say they're putting new lighting up. And I purposely said why. He goes, well, because of what you're saying. Well, I go, you can well, dispute, dispute this all the way through. You'll get your money back. Just do not give up on this. You totally will win this. They, they can't do this. Yeah. Well, we'll put the picture up. Where do you see the picture yeah. of it? This crack. That it, it, it's, and, again, I keep repeating the same line. All you have to do is say to the customer, because when I pull the car up, the reason I keep saying this term, because you realize when you pull up in the day, it is, you know, blinding light. You know, it's the sun's yeah. out. The sun's out. It's 4 o'clock, and it's like, and then you pick the car up at night. Just say to the customer, hey, a lot of times we tell people to walk around the car, and I know you do, but just understand there might be something you miss if you bring the car back in the night, so you might want to really take a different look than, you know, just, and I would have done that. I, wouldn't, I didn't think about that. Right. Anyway, so there's that. We'll find out what happens with that. You know, this is the last thing we're going to, oh, no, no, no. We got a little, we got a, we probably have another, um, yeah, I'll do that when we go to a break. Um, I'm supposed to do it up front. That's okay. Remember, I said keep it up there, Aristotle. Oh, you're lucky. I like you did, so much. Did Aristotle much. ruin the show again? Aristotle. <sighs> Aristotle, no more eating. He's, a, he's too fat. <laughs> <laughs> there I do. There I go again. I don't. Have, you know what it is? It's so funny. I don't have time to open my mouth, so I just have to let the air out. I have to go. <laughs> Aristotle, I want you to know that I don't mind you made a mistake. I hope you enjoyed your vegan cookie. Mama son, get up over that thing. Get up over that thing. Get up over the sofa. Get up over the... You know that song by James Brown? Get up over the, get over the ottoman. Get up over the thing. Get up over. Yeah. All right, come on. This is a professional show. Um, 
Todd, what do you think about the Clippers coach? Well, we're going to talk about that in a second. But I want to talk about one more thing. I would love if somebody sent what I'm about to say to Comedy Central. I'm really – someone that listens to the show, and, and to George Carlin, and maybe someone will get this to Comedy Central, and they're listening now, what does to George Carlin mean? It's our version of Swear to God on the show. I like a lot of the people over there. I really do. Gary to Mann. George Carlin. Yeah. Gary Mann. I don't want to start ripping through names because I'll forget somebody, <laughs> right. but I know Gary the longest. I really do like them. Like, I have fun. Like, with Gary doing bits and have fun and all the others. Like, you know, we, we had Todd Glass situation over there, and uh, we, uh, we weren't in agreement on, you know, what I thought it should be and what they should be. But let me tell you something. It, I don't have a horror story to tell. I'm like, and they did this and they did that. No, no, no. You have a disagreement. I, and, I, and, I, and I still like them. When I see them at a party and I'm over in the corner talking to some of them, I'm enjoying it. Now, I pitched this show to them before even the Todd Glass situation. And I still thought about it today. I want to do for social issues what John Stewart did for politics. Uh-huh. To me, that's the pitch. Yeah. No one would have thought, how could you do – look, John Stewart's on now. But don't tell me if someone came and ran through 20 things that John Stewart talked about in the last year and the show didn't exist. And they went, how are you going to make that funny? Is it a parody of the news? Well, we use comedy to make points, but it's not a parody of the news. It's not like where we have a, a fake sports uh, – you know, they wanted Ted Knight in the beginning, I heard, like a, from, from the old show from the 70s, Mary Tyler Moore, Ted Baxter, excuse right, me. They right. wanted like a, oh, this is the news. They thought it would be like a parody. It's not. Yes, they use comedy to make their points, but that show is driven from passion, yeah. using humor – to make their passionate points. Yeah, and it's actually more news than anything else on there. So why the fuck couldn't I do that for social issues? Yeah. So many social issues you could use. If you had a budget and producers, you could prove so many things socially through comedy and get people to change their opinions. And it's low risk because even if people aren't into it or in agreement, it's just a funny bit that stands on its own. And that's why people like The Daily Show and Colbert, too, yes, it's a place where a lot of people get the news, but they watch it because it's funny. Well, because whenever, obviously whenever you can make a point and make things funny, and by the way, sometimes the, I'd say it's 70% funny, 30% he's doing a serious interview going back and forth. That's what I want mine to be. And, you know, the, the reason I thought about it, I thought if you, if you could do this, if you had a budget, you could t- – well, I don't want to start getting no, – This is a great idea. I have a million – it's called Toglass Changes America. So it's like whether, whether it's social or – it's all different things. Maybe we have light topics. We have serious topics. But I, I'm telling you, the, yes, I'm not going to – I was going to go into some examples which are on this paper of, like, type of segments that we could have. But you know what? If it's not intriguing to them to – and by the way, no, I'll still love hanging out with them at parties – to go, I will do for social issues. I will take the Oprah – what something like Oprah did. If Jon Stewart could take, what, 60 Minutes and, you know, and, and the roundtable shows and every and, – and do that for the news, Todd, more political, why can't I – do that. Why isn't that just a loan to go? By the way, I'm, and this is the part I don't want to sound like a dick because no one wants to work with someone even if they have a good idea if they're a loose cannon. Right. You have to be – hey, people want to work with people that are nice to work with. I might be passionate, but I'm not a loose cannon. But I, but I do mean this from my heart. If the fact that I'm saying I will do for social issues – what John Stewart did for politics, right there, doesn't have you go, all right, we're not going to hand him a check for a million dollars, but you got my fucking interest. Yeah. And if I do, then I'll sit down and tell you the type of shows we could Todd, have. Todd, how'd you like to be very wealthy? Would you like that, Todd? Yes. I have an idea. Whoa. Let's make the 20-minute sample show like, we, like you did. You know what? The- I'll do that if I have to. 
Yeah, you shouldn't have but, to. But, I, but I'd rather but not. The, the thing that I'm getting to, there's no way you should not do this. Well, we did, by the way, I did shoot a sample with David Feldman called Todd Glass Saves America. Right, I but I think we could do a better job. So yeah. here, we're going to move on. We're going to move on. You know what? Take a deep breath, and then we're going to do our le- – here's what we're going to do. And I know this was a very long opening. Oh, one more thing, and then we're going to talk about uh, Donald uh, Sterling. Of course we are. Uh, Taylor? Tyler. Tyler, sure. <laughs> he wrote me an email. Again, one of those emails, it was very nice. He said it's going to be a lot of compliments, then with a few something at the end. But you know what? It, it prepared me, but it was, it was even when you, what you wanted changed was different. Was, was, well, not different, was nice. The reason I don't just do the Monday shows anymore is because I figure if somebody like this, it's so easy for someone, and I'm not offended if they go, you know what, I just want to hear the show. Sometimes I mile mark it in the beginning. Whenever I do a serious show like this, I open it up, I go, hey, folks, you know, lighthearted mood, you don't want to, you know, maybe hear the first part 52 minutes in. Someone can go to 52 minutes, there's a song, it's like a, it's a fresh start of the show. This is the pre-show. So it was too much for me to put it off to Monday shows. And then I would, it would get in my head. Yeah, it's and it a would, full-time job. It, it would, it would, yeah, I'd always be stressed out because I want to do a vocal. I, and, I, and I have a podcast once a week. I want to open it up with these things. And for I know you feel one way and you were nice about it, but there's a lot of other, many other people. Hey, how, you, know, I'm, you know that I'm sane when I say this. I know that there's other people that agree with you. That, you know, you know it's, it, but there's a lot of people that don't. There's a lot of people that are going... Todd, whatever you're doing, it's absolutely fine. And as far as the guests go, and I know this wasn't your main concern, the reason I love family shows, it, it, it has to do something that Chris Hardwick told me way in the beginning. And, man, it was the best advice he gave me. It doesn't mean you don't want to work on your show. Me and Jake, you know, we do. We get here every day when the show starts at probably 3 o'clock sometimes. And we're laughing and we stop and we start and we stop and we start. But we find the songs. We do a lot of things for the show. So, you know. Booking guests when you're stressed out that you need a guest every week will ruin the show for me. Right. I won't enjoy it. I won't enjoy it. There's something calming knowing. I would say the way the show has, trans, has, 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 has sort of reformulated itself is 50% of the time we're going to have guests, and 50% of the time it's what I'm going to call a family show. And uh, I love it that way, and I enjoy it. I enjoy doing this show now as much as I did from the first day we started. I don't think I would if I had to have a guest every week. You'd sweat. I love that a a guest can call me. I tell them, I want you to call me. I mean this. An hour before the show and go, you know what? I I want you to be in a clear headspace, and I don't stress out. I'm like, I I go, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Then they see me the next day. They go, I'm sorry. I go, do me a favor. If you stop apologizing, you don't owe me an apology. But if you apologize one more time, you're going to owe me an apology for a po- <laughs> And you know what? People take me up on that, and I fucking love it. They absolutely did. People call me an hour or the day before go, will you? I go, you know what? Right. So that's why I do it that way. And I know the way it is with emails lost in translation. He's, he's right now going, well, that's not what I – it's not like – but so, so he wasn't – by the way, just so you know, I know you weren't saying why don't you have more guests. I'm just answering why I do that. His main thing was – you know, like with this, have the Monday shows. It's better then. But, um, you know, uh, this is this is um, sort of works better for me. Plus, we were kind of funny during the serious part, too. Well, yeah, but it's but it's it's definitely not like when we, you know, we take that first break and then we, uh, you know. Sure. I mean, you know, we do it in the middle. Of, we, 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 Bobby, 
Just Cody. Cody to the mic, a solo. Is it B or B? Oh my god. It's whatever you want it to be. What if he tries to give out his website? Cody, Cody, Twitter handle. Straighten your mic up. Okay, guess what? Hello, everybody. Are you out there? Good morning, sunshine. I said good morning, sunshine to the listeners last week, and I like that. It's because sometimes when someone says that to me, it makes me feel What was your fake name again, your radio name, Ron Van? It's not my fake name, my real name, my birth, on my birth certificate, I swear to God, and you've seen it. No, my real name is Jackson Van Ron. Jackson Van Ron. Sure. No, that's my birth name. Uh That's my birth name. All right, so listen, let's take a deep breath. And then we're going to talk about Donald Sterling, everybody, on the sports show that you love listening. We'll be back. You're listening to Todd Glass Sports with all the breaking sports, shibbity skibbity bobbity. (laughs) That's how much I know about sports. Tonight, our topic: Donald Sterling. What the fuck? I gotta tell you something. Mama. (laughs) Mama. Hello. This Donald Stern. Mama. What do I do? Donald Sterling, he's not welcome here right now. You think he needs a sandwich? Yeah, I'll make him a sandwich, but he can't come in and sit down. What type of sandwich you make? Whatever he likes. What type you want to make? Well, I make him a shit sandwich. <laughs> but if he's hungry, I make him a nice one. <laughs> I love to watch Key. <laughs> Cody! Oh, closer to the mic. All right, listen. Enough. Turn the music off. Have a little respect. What's wrong with you? It's not all jokes and jingles, you know. Todd Glass Situation. Available for pre-order on Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. All right, listen. Yeah, I want to talk about this. And then we're going to take a deep breath and we're going to get some fresh air and everything's going to be fine. But I do want to talk about Donald Sterling. You know, in the beginning, I didn't think I would. Two days ago, I thought, what needs to be discussed? Right. But then, you know... When you hear the tape, it's pretty startling that a guy is that stupid, you know? You know what it is, it to, to me, is more, to me, it, when, first of all, they say so far there's no people on, like, certain, you know, whatever the uh, groups of people that would normally go, you know, what's the matter? We can't, uh, yeah. I did hear someone say, was there any food? Let me finish my sentence. I, I'm catching myself. Sometimes there's, uh, I guess, who would, we would perceive it to be Fox that would come on and say, right. hey, look, you know, they always start it nice. I'm not crazy about what he said, but don't we have a right? I did hear someone say, don't we have a right sometimes? They go, they, they didn't want to give it too much validity, but they wanted to say it. Don't we have a right to be stupid and private? Right. And that's when I get the rage because right. I want to go, oh, and I hope I'm quoting this right. I think I heard it. it's their paper arguments. You make fake arguments. Because uh, because the real argument you might lose. So you make a fake argument that someone said, you know, and I think there might be a little loophole in what I'm about to say, but 
isn't he allowed to be stupid in private? Hey, no one's sending him to the death chair. No one's saying that he should be stripped you know, from uh, all the money he has in the bank. But if he has a right, and I do defend his right to be stupid in private. I'm not, like I said, I'm not telling him he should. There has to be some penalties. But if someone said he should get the electric chair, if someone said he should, they should take all the money he has, no. But if he has the right to be stupid in private, don't I have the right to be evolved and intelligent in public? Don't I? Everyone's like, no, he has the right. What do you mean right? Like, we're, I'm arguing with him, not sending him to his death. Okay. He has the right. I, I, he fucking said it. I'm not asking him to. So, so can I be evolved and intelligent? And by the way, that's if I perceive that I'm evolved and intelligent. Of course. Well, he's probably been stupid uh, in private constantly. He did, they, no one had a, a mic recording it. And the thing about the racism, he's massively racist, but I bet he hates He's just an asshole on top of everything. It's not like he loves any group of people. He's just a dick. Right. And he's an old dick who's set in his ways. But those people are dying in droves. And uh, by the way, again, it's like whenever people don't evolve, I love saying this. And it is a bully move on my part. It's like we can argue, you know, when it comes to evolving, all types of things. That this is why. And guess what? I'm getting to that point when I start saying I talk about it in the book. Because he, in a way, is not our problem. The problem is people that are idle in the middle, what I call the 90 percenters, the people that say, no, 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 no. This has to do with everything when it comes to do with, you know, people that, uh, you know, with the with, you know, with, with any with it, whether it's, you know, homo- people being homophobic or people being sexist. I don't think he's the problem. You'll understand what I mean in a minute. I, I think mean. you'll understand. You, you understand where I'm going. It's the people that say things like, you know, that 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 um, that, that when. It's not this egregious. Don't treat it as if it was. Right. Even a teeny bit. It's all gross. It's all nauseating. And when you don't when, – when, it's like when I said when somebody goes, you know, um, well, you know, no, I don't care, you know, if – if, uh, you know, my, my best, my son, his friend is black and he went on a trip with us last year. But, you know, this is what's said, you know, still today. I always go like a, when I say this used to be said. I forget. No, in my circles, you don't hear it anymore. Thank God. But it's still said. No, no, my son's friend is black and we went, you know, we went on a trip a few years ago and he went with us. And I have no problem with that. And matter of fact, my, but, 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 I'd rather my daughter not marry someone black. Or I'd rather, rather my son not be, you know, no, that you're the problem. You're the problem because they – and Daniel Kino put this the best, and I, and I will relate it to when it comes to something with the with – the, the, however I say it, the gay topic. When, when you say the same thing like, no, 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 my, my, daughter, my son, uh, they're, they're, uh, you know, his best friend is gay, and he went on a you – know, he's over our house for Thanksgiving every year. Matter of fact, he stayed here for a month when his parents were uh, – but when, I wish they'd give up on the marriage. When you're not 100 percent – you might not align yourself with the people that do what we consider the egregious acts. You know what I mean? Where right. it comes to Matthew Shepard. Right. You might not align yourself with them. And by the way, what I'm about to say, it doesn't matter if it's true or it's not true. I'm telling you what's in their head. When you come out with statements like they should give up on gay marriage. Now, I'm all right with this. I'm all right with that. They align themselves with you. And they think the only difference is, is that you're a fucking chicken. They're doing the, oh, when they hear, well, I wish they'd give up on that gay marriage, they align themselves with you. And if you, the more ironclad you make your disdain for any type of ignorance, 
And you don't go, oh, is it that bad? Is it that bad? The more, when, when you, they can align themselves with you if you are iron fucking clad with your open-mindedness and your acceptance. What do you think of this? What do you think this group should be able to do? You know how quick, you know how they can align themselves with you? When you go, whatever they fucking want. And I am done talking about it because I feel gross discussing what this group should be able to do or what that group should be able to do. So how about if we make it clean? Whatever they fucking want. Then even the biggest, dumbest bigot or racist or person that's sexist, it's very hard for them to line themselves with you. So that's why it's important to be a hundred percenter. Ironclad, clean cut. I have zero fucking tolerance for that. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that this case is so weird, on top of everything you just said, there's the weirdness of him saying this to a his girlfriend who's half black and half Mexican, telling her not to be photographed on Instagram or go to basketball games with black people. Like that's that on top of everything, that's fucking bizarre like what the fuck is wrong with this guy and people say well if you get to know him he's really not well you get to know him he's a fucking bazillionaire who can say whatever he wants in front of people and steamroll people and so no one stops him and being that rich makes you weird and nobody has stopped that guy he's been probably surrounded by yes men and now uh he's just a monster it's very it's very weird i mean i don't know too much i've never met him obviously but uh it seems that in his mind, it seems like he's like a slave owner. Yeah, in, I know. In that way, it's that hard weird, not to make that, com- that it's, comparison. It's so strange. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's, 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 you know, I finally heard some of the stuff today. And it's bad. I look, the good news is, from what I understand, there's not that many people saying, you know, how usually when, when I'm upset by something, other people go. But they're out there. They're this silent. This is way bigger than the Marge Shot thing. Marge Shot was like nothing. Marge Shot. But again, but there, there, I'm glad you brought that up. That's an example of there were people back then that were saying, um, well, oh, no, stop it. It's, by the way, yes, and by the way, I'm about to morph out of this into something. How the fuck did Todd tie this into that? It just has to do with, okay, is there anybody else that, because I think I have sort of spoke my piece with that. Is there anybody else that has anything else that they want to add to that? Other than just I think this guy is from an era that is people are are dying. People, he's 80-something. These people have been feeling this way a yeah. long time. And you know what? You know what? I love when, you know, as, as uh, Eric once said, you know, and I get it. People use age as an excuse sometimes, and I get it. I've even said it. Am I going to argue with a 90-year-old grandmother that says something horrific, whether it's sexist or – well, hopefully it wouldn't be sexist – or racist or homophobic? Look, I get it. I get it. Probably not. I get lazy at times, and, you know, as righteous as I try to hope that I am, I do get, also get lazy sometimes and make it easier. But, you know, you, you, I, when I see people that are old – that change their views. That's why you don't want to give totally a get-out-of-jail-free card. And I know you weren't. I'm just saying because of their age, because it's disrespectful to the older people that change. And I know one thing about someone as they get older when they change, when they're 60 or 70 or 80 and they change. I know one thing about you. You are amazing. You are – what you're doing is admirable. I know that you are special. You are – if you can be 80 or 70 and change your views, you are extraordinary. Well, how about this? What happens if he makes that – this guy could pull off the ultimate recovery. Let me tell you something. Let me get to there. Don't forget to remind me. So I know the older you are, when you change, you are extraordinary. You're almost more extraordinary than someone that was never hateful. I know that sounds weird, but wait, I was never hateful. Why aren't I extraordinary? Look, don't take it personally. You know what I mean. When you're 70 or 80 and you change your views, and there are older people that do, and from their heart, from their heart, 
not just because they got caught. You can tell when someone from their heart changes. You can tell, I'm sorry. That's not from their heart. I can tell when someone's articulate and someone really remorses for the things they said, not embarrassed because they got caught what they said, because they are nauseated by the words that came out of their mouth. But when, first of all, and let's take this away from someone in the public eye even. When somebody older changes their views, we know one thing about you. You, almost to bring someone to tears, you are extraordinary. So you go ahead and you use your age as an excuse, but I know one thing about you, and I hope you're proud of this. You're not fucking extraordinary. You, you pr- are you proud of that? Use your age card. I'll let you have it, but you ain't fucking extraordinary. Are you are that how you want to live on this planet? You don't oh fuck yourself. You don't want to be extraordinary because you're fucking not. So you go ahead and use your age card, whoever you are out there, whatever you do that's hateful. But you ain't extraordinary. And I said this before, and it's not who I want to be, but the way you get to a spiritual place in this world is not to buy the hide, the feelings that you have that you're embarrassed about. I get people like Dalai Lama don't have maybe, but they don't get there by not admitting that it's real. And I said this a long time ago, and I know it seems a little hateful. My first wish is that someone that is older could change. If I had a wand and I waved it over you, it would be that you would change. But my second wish is that you die a painless death. Painless death. I don't wish anybody, anybody, anybody to be in pain. But And you might think, well, why? Because I, first of all, remember what my first wish was. It was that you change at an older age and live a happy, healthy life. But before you live the way you are and you cause other people pain, hey, I'm sorry. I wish that you, I wish you're dead. Yeah, you wish you weren't here. And I know that sounds strong, no, and I bet I, there's a I better way to say that. I think it's a necessarily bad thing because I think that everyone has a time to go, and his time is coming. Like Joe Paterno died of sadness, I think, when, they, when he was uh, fired from Penn State and they took his statues down, and he could have done something different uh, and, and spoke up more. And, and by the way, and, and he didn't. Just so, I, so I'm clear with that, you know, look. I, like I said, I really when you when you when you put a person in me and I think of how he might have died, it's I think before I want to I know I'm a, I'm a little bit all over the place with this, but I think my my I think people will know where I'm going with this. Before I place too much judgment on anybody, maybe the way I should look at it was look at my own self. Sure. And 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 because you, you well, know right. like we how many how many how many it would be to change how many dining room tables have i sat at over the years when i heard people and this is what i talk about a Absolutely. lot on the show when i've heard people say horrible things okay not what was going on in his situation but the best way to learn is to go okay even if what you did wasn't as egregious and it wasn't as gross and what is as damaging what have you done? When have you just sat there and shut up because it yeah. made your Thanksgiving dinner easier? Right, lots of times. Yeah, lots of times. Me too. Lots of fucking times because there was somebody else there in pain and somebody said something that didn't, didn't bother taking a pulse of that dining room table to see who they were hurting. But then I'm sitting there after they said their horrible comments were, oh, I don't want to ruin everyone's Thanksgiving. Hey, that person that said what they said, and again, it doesn't have to be fuck fags or fuck black people or fuck women. It's never that egregious in our so- so- social circles. But it certainly is enough to where you want to say, hey, I don't agree with that. And I've sat there many times not saying anything. So I think the best lesson learned for that is – not to go, he deserved it, or I'm glad, because I'm not. Right. I'm not. I, who knows what he, if he's like, what was in his head. But to go, now go live your life, and don't mirror that. Don't think, well, just because what I did wasn't as bad, I don't have to you know, learn from that. You have to learn from that right. when you sit there and say nothing. Right. You know, because when you say nothing, everyone thinks you agree. 
Know that for sure. They right. don't. They think you fucking agree. Yeah. Well, how many times have you had that happen? Someone's speaking hate, and your silence, your simmering rage, is taken for agreement, and they keep pouring it on, and then you're like pouring it more. Yeah. Like, uh-huh, Say something, uh-huh, and you just don't even want to talk to them. Would it be wrong of me if I said I was proud that I just caught myself in a moment of saying, you know, when you say you wish someone's death or you wish, I certainly, when you brought up Joe Paterno, I do, I think go inward before you go judge someone else. Look at your own life, no, and you don't have to hate good. yourself. Yeah. You don't have to hate yourself. Just go, how many times? And instead, you could, hey, by the way, I get it how you could get, give yourself a get out of jail free card. Go, whoa, whoa, whoa. What I did wasn't right, but it certainly wasn't. My silence wasn't perpetuating the type of destruction that his silence perpetuated. Hey, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. What if your silence at a Thanksgiving dinner? And guess what? Yes, I will go to pulling the card. I sat there some dinners where somebody said something. That wasn't fuck faggots, but it was, you know, something else when I was 15 and 16. And I remember somebody saying something and God damn it. Did it make me feel fucking good when somebody spoke up? And uh, so speak up, speak up. Good. That's right. And by the way, this still is fun as far as when it comes to people not changing. And this is very bully esque of me, if that's the right word. You know, whenever I say whenever it seems like the small minority in this world, the small minority always plow past. The majority, because it's always the small minority that is usually forward thinking and intelligent, and then they plow past the majority. You email me, and by the way, I don't. I know most people that listen to me agree, but if you know someone that knows a loophole in this, maybe you have a friend. We all have friends that you know play this for them, and you tell me what, why, how I could be wrong. When the small minority plows past the majority every time, whether it's whatever, whatever, whatever the situation is, when fifty people. And I'm going to be sloppy with the way I say it. Can beat up 700. There's only one fucking way they could do it. They're smarter. Right. You tell me how else it happens. When 50 people can beat up 700. Yeah. When 50 people, when whatever it is. You know what I mean? When, when 5,000 people can plow past 30,000, they're fucking smarter. And you might not want to believe that. But you tell me how the fuck that happens. So whenever anyone, someone is fighting progression, I always want to go, by the way, whether, and I'm very, it's very flippant, whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong, does it bother you that you're going to lose? Yeah. Does it bother you? Because you're going to fucking lose. Even if you lose and you're right, you're going to fucking lose. And get on, just stop fucking being in this middle place, which guess what leads me to my favorite topic. The same thing with hitting of the kids. Why are you fucking going in this middle ground? Because it used to be when you used to use an item to hit your kids. I'm not talking about anything that would get you put in jail. Using a spoon, a wooden spoon on your child. People fought that. People fought that and they went, oh, come on. And they go, that's a big difference. Now even most people listening that even agree in spanking are going, well, no, no, no. You can't use an object to hit your kid. So why don't you fucking go all the way? Why do you need another 10 years? I need you. I need the... You go all the fucking way. It's not going to go backwards. What the fuck is the matter? You, you, by the way, and yes, I'm screaming again because I got a letter from somebody talking about that from a, from a, a kid, and he is... Um, his name is Andy, and he's a freshman at college, and he started talking about this, and one of the things he said was... Um, you know, it, it just makes him cringe to think that there's older people that are still and some younger people holding on to that 
Well, and they're, they're, what they'd be very clear to say they're not talking about child abuse, but a kid needs sometimes, and we've said it on the show before, we're not arguing that kids need discipline. Kids need a fucking shit ton of discipline. We're arguing the type. And there's people going, once in a while, can't you predict that we're going to get to a point in our life just like you now? Think of a wooden spoon or something smacking on a kid's ass. Even you're thinking now, well, we've moved past that. But 20 years ago, 30 years ago, people were arguing, no, sometimes a kid needs it. Now we're, So what the fuck makes you think that we're not going to progress? And if you're out there and you're listening and this is the point where you want to leave, get – if you're doing it, if you're in a time of rage and you, you say we try not to hit our kids, we try our hardest, but once in a while, once in a while, go figure out how to not to do it. You're, you're, what's right and wrong for your children isn't based on your abilities. There's a right and there's a fucking wrong. And if hitting them makes them better and kinder and gentler and l- teaches them how to deal with anger when they're older, then you fucking fight the fight to hit. Don't go, well, once in a while. Why? If it's good for them, the, don't do it once in a while in time of anger. Fucking pour it on. If it's good for them, pour it on and fight the fight. But if it's not, fucking cut it out. Go get help. Get into anger management. Go somewhere and say, look, I don't want to, you know, it's not so. Yeah. Well, most people who hit their kids were hit as kids, so they got yes. to break, break the cycle. And if you saw did. where they came from, yeah. it's not to do this in name of hating your parents. No. You don't have to hate no, your it's parents. It's a matter of just realizing that it's ingrained in you and then uningrained. Yeah, in this you. is the whole world's problems that, we, that we're arguing still, that we're in that mushy area still. And I, I like to put the voice in someone's voice that's fair. I know there's a lot of people out there going, no, my God, I know you can't do this and you can't do that, but once in a while a kid needs a, you know, listen to Steve Harvey or someone like that. A kid needs a little bit of the thing, you know, and they always have their preface where they go, no, no, I don't mean this, and I don't, but a kid, a kid, a kid. Yeah, we've been doing it that way. And it's not fucking working. We just keep realizing every year, oh, less hitting, less hitting, less hitting. Well, fucking God damn it. Take it home, motherfuckers. Take it home to zero. Zero. Like I said in my act, you would never say, oh, I would never hit my wife. Well, don't say never. It's either right or it's fucking wrong. And what the fuck are you waiting for? Go all the way. Yeah. Well, another thing about this great generation, too, and I don't mean to pick... Every generation has the good points and bad points, but this generation, and he's at the young end of this hero generation, this great World War II fighting generation that everyone thinks was so awesome and that they were better in every way and things were better then. But they, they were just humans with flawed outlooks, uh, just like any other generation, and this is a glaring one. They were way more racist. They hit their kids way more. They had some good qualities, too, but... Let's yeah, by the way, I'm let, not I'm, go let's ahead, not go let's not turn them into gods. They're very no. human and this is an example of one of their big glaring weak spots. Yes, yeah, so racism. I'm also, and I'm also not looking to turn them into whatever it is to animals. Right, exactly. Because all I'm saying is stop fighting. You did a good like I said, if you saw where your parents came from, maybe you'd go, they did. Your job is not to match what your parents did or to hate them. I know there's cases where there's people that can't talk to their parents because it was definitely where there can be no mending unless the parents admit what they did was wrong. But I'm talking about parents that were, you know, pretty good parents back then. But maybe your parents, they used the paddle and they used, but you don't know where they came from. Your job isn't to match your parents. It's to take it to the next level. 
So if you're going to take it to the next level, and you know in 20 years we're going to find out, we're going to look back at like, what? Well, they used to use a wooden spoon. You know what it's going to be like? It's like whenever we meet that middle ground where it's like, you know, like instead of uh, the, the N-word, we went to Negro. Right. Or it's like, oh, it's almost grosser because that was supposed to be evolved. Oh, they can't have our bathrooms, but we'll give them their bathroom should be fucking better. You know what I mean? Gross. So what do you think the spanking is going to hold on to? You think we're going to, yeah, we took a kid and we would uh, would hit him. And and by the way, the test results are in. It doesn't fucking work. You know how I know it doesn't work? Because there's people out there saying we should hit our kids because they were hit. Yeah, that's because you were hit. You're not okay. You're not okay. And sometimes, like I say, we move forward as a society because we agree that there's right and there's wrong and that we plow past people. We don't. We can't agree to disagree, or we'd never fucking go anywhere. Yeah, you know why you think it's okay to hit your kids? And and I should say this from a place of love, and I can, because you're not okay. You're not okay. That's why you say that. That's why you think if you say it calmly and slowly. Well, sometimes, yeah, you didn't turn out all right. You think you did. You're saying, well, I was hit and I was turned out. I turned out all right. No, you didn't, or you'd say not to do it. You're not okay. Just because you're nice and you're not a mental patient and you're not foaming at the mouth, you're not okay. And there's so many things you can do with children and still be an awesome parent. You lose your temper. There's so many things. There's probably 50 things that, you know, maybe in the, if you're writing the book of what's perfect, yes, there's so many mistakes you can make and you're still fucking awesome. You're still a great parent. I get it. Nobody's perfect. There's still so many things you can do that aren't right, and you're still an awesome human being. And what you're saying is, can I throw a teeny little bit of hitting in there too? (laughs) No, there's a goddamn line somewhere, and you don't get to throw that in there. You hit your kids once. And by the way, people go, what if you had kids? I'd fucking beat the shit out of them. <laughs> That's why I don't have kids. John, this is a funny shot because over your left shoulder is a portrait of uh, Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. <laughs> well, it's a new day. <laughs> it's a new day with Mr. Rogers in my back. You gotta, you gotta raise. So sure, trolley. I'll calm down. <laughs> yeah. oh, this, so, this, so you're channeling Mr. Rogers into this Todd Glass vehicle. <laughs> <sighs> I know I repeated things, but guess what? No one has to listen. But to on me. the other hand, Mr. Rogers is probably the same age as Donald Sterling. You know, he's from that generation too. Not everybody. Yeah, he was brilliant. Yeah. Oh, how does someone? I want to be that, but like I said, you don't get to be where he was at or Dalai Lama like when you hide the rage that I have. You don't get there. But, oh, I sure hope Andy that K- I... Andy Kindler tweeted, uh, both of my parents are the same age as Donald Sterling, and neither one of them racist. So I don't get what... When people say 80, do they mean he's from 1880? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that, that's like Eric said. Like, you know, well, they're older. Are they older than Abraham Lincoln? Right. <laughs> Eric Olson, Daniel Kino. Okay, Eric Olson, um, he moved back home for a little while, and he's sort of reorganizing. Uh, Chris Burden, his parents sort of came down on him a little about finishing up school. I'm answering that question from 30 minutes ago. Um, uh, uh, Daniel is probably going to be on the show uh, next week, and uh, Sensitive uh, just, you know, he, he just has – he's Got very busy. Sensitive. But honestly, I would tell you if there was something – you know, we're, we are all really, really good friends still, and I still have a, a great affection for all of them. So for the person that asked where they all were, and I think I answered for everybody. So anyway, look, you know what? We're going to take a break. We're going to take some fresh air. Oh, am I going to get fresh air? <laughs> and then uh, is there any last words? Does anybody want to have a final thought? Okay. You know, by the way, I got one more thing. What, t- what time is it? Uh, Nine? God, this went so long, but I couldn't help it. 
you guys heard, but today uh, Donald Sterling was uh, banned from the NBA. Donald Sterling. Right. Yes, I did hear that he was banned from yeah. the NBA. Rest of his life. I was watching Sports Center today, and they always have that 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 one. No, it wasn't Sports Center. It was some Foxy. They always have that one like black dude that goes with the grain of thought on the network, uh, and he has no idea what he's facilitating. Like, he, like they they have no idea that they're just taking him as a poll. And like, hey, look, right. look, he's with us. Right. And he has no idea, you know, because he combed through what Sterling said. And if you argue hard, you could maybe say that he's not. We all know he's racist, but. You could, if you really analyze everything yeah. and twist everything. Yeah, do that. It. Go ahead and do Not you. I know. For right. the people. Go ahead and do it. Yeah. Go ahead. Comb through it. See how it works for you. And by the way, someone said on uh, when I was on President Steve that these – and I know this sounds like a lottie da Oh, I wish it was true that these people are their worst enemies. They are. They don't feel – let me tell you something. When you're fighting – and guess what? Everything comes full circle to me when you fight the fight. Like people that use the word that are still saying that everyone should have a sense of humor, whether it's using the word retarded as an adjective or the word gay as an adjective or any of those words as adjectives. And, and let me tell you something. It's bigger than that. You're, 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 it's, about, it's about being fair to somebody. You're paying for that in your own relationship. You're paying for it. He doesn't experience the love that other people experience. That aren't hateful. But the problem is with letting that make you bring peace to yourself. Yes, that's a good place to go to place a calm. But then the comments that come out of your mouth sure can make someone's day blow in the meantime. Yeah. You know, that's like when I was watching. Is it Hannity? Yeah. And Howard Stern was talking about it, too. And it was like I was glad he said it with the fucking anger that it brought me. It's not a gray area anymore. He was talking about Duck Dynasty. And he had one of the guys on the show. And he's like, ah, he goes, you guys, I like to see you pray and all that. And like, They're evil. You dumb fuck. You dumb fuck, Kennedy. You dumb fuck. I feel like tomorrow we should go isolate this. Because let me tell you something. You say things that are, like I said before, you say that I always go to the same one because it's the one we all know. Meanwhile, there's a hundred more that I wish I would learn. You say that black people shouldn't be able to use white bathrooms in 1950. And yes, it's disgusting and it's vile. But say it in 1990, then it's like, what the? It's like, and that's where these guys like our Hannity are. The, these, the, the Duck Dynasty people preach. Of, uh, what they preach is direct, is the direct reason the kids that are gay take their lives. Not indirect, direct. The fucking direct. Phil Donahue's not wrong. What do you think the fucking odds are? I'm a betting man. He's fucking right. And he said that he hopes to see the day where those type of people live, or he lives to see the day where those type of people that preach. No, they don't drag a gay kid behind the car, so they don't think they're... You're part of that. You're part of that. When you preach that, you know, that God is against it. You're part of that. You are part of that. And... And he's on there going, oh, I would love to go duck hunting with you. This guy's evil, Hannity. And I know the reason Hannity, it's, it's, there's other people like that. Like, it's not just agree to disagree. You can agree to disagree on a shit ton of things and still be decent to other people. But he is evil. Yeah. And he has, he has duck dynasty. And, who's, and then Howard Stern goes, who the fuck? What, what network is this on? Yeah. I think it was, you know, when, they, when the, the guy, the, 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 what, what the fuck are you doing? It's they pray. They're evil fucking monsters. Yeah. And he want, you should go duck hunting with me. Well, you know what? Why don't you go? Why don't you bring uh, you know Donald Sterling? You can both go duck hunting. You can go Jew hunting, nigger hunting, gay hunting, and you can go fucking at the end of the day put a bullet through your own head. 
<laughs> We're going to take... Holy shit. Holy shit. As we fade that music off, please, this is the only way I'm going to be able to sleep. I'm always, I'm always, um, I'm always evolving. And I'm sure in my rant, and I'm going to be confident and, and, and a little bit maybe insecure, all in the same. The guts of what I just said were good. I'm, but I'm not done evolving. If there was something I said in the name of being right and fair that was like, oh, Todd, you went a little, you shouldn't have said that. Because whenever you're, when you're trying to fight the right cause and you're, you're anything short of brilliant or open-mindedness, it, it lose. And I'm sure there were a few of those things I said in there. But guess what? I'm not done evolving. I'll listen to this show and go, oh, I should have said that better. That's okay. But I know the guts of what I said were good and the guts of what I said that were right. And the most important thing, and I do talk about this book, is those people that are half in between. Know that. Whatever it is, that's the one thing I said. Like, you, it, you, you're the problem. You're the problem. No one can misinterpretate your stance if you make it iron fucking clad. Not this in-between area. Well, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that. We'll be back. Oh, yeah. Okay. What's this? <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> <laughs> That's a side effect of this. I think it everything had to really do well, with but... not evolving 100%. I hope that it all tied together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it does all come full circle. For some reason to me, it all, oh, yeah, any area. Why are you standing in that in-between ground? You know what I mean? Like, what you said about Martin Shaw was right, but that was as bad. But back yeah. then, well, what, what point? Yeah. You know what I say to anybody? If you like to be right, um... You know those people that are too sensitive? Uh, uh, you, I'm, I'm going a different way than you think. But if you ever want to know where, you know the ones like, I, I'm pretty open-minded. But you know the ones that are too open-minded? Yes. They almost lose yeah. the cause. Right. Do what they do! Right. They're never wrong! Right. Some of That's the- that, they're, they're never wrong! You know, I love saying it that way because people think they're ready to interrupt you and go, you know the ones like, you know, you're a good guy, but it's too much. It's like, don't step on the ant. <laughs> do what they do! <laughs> are you recording this? You swear to God? You know what? Why should I be embarrassed? That's the way I feel. It's that type of rage sometimes you don't show on the show because you don't want to lose people. But it, I'm, I'm, let me, okay, since I'll play that and then we'll take it and then we're going to do, am I, does that make sense to yes, you? Yes, sir, Todd. Will you, tell me what I really just said. You said to think of the people that are really sensitive and that you think are too sensitive. No, not me, but the world. It goes, well, right. you know. Right. They, they always end up not being so crazy. Right. They end up being a little bit ahead of the curve. All right. Now, we said we were coming back to do the fun show, but guess what? Um, what do we do here? Um, well, I thought it was pretty fun the way I affected a radio voice. A I did. Bit. I thought that was great. And I got one more thing I want to say, and I think you understand exactly. We're back, everybody. Did you think we were going to come back and then do a more serious show? Up front, we told you where it ended. I didn't lie to you. And that those bed sheets. And uh, why can't so, this would be my medley to the opening of the show? Like if it was like the all the years taken in. I said with the bed sheets. I mean, you know, put, clean the bed sheets. I don't understand why you're not gonna do it. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Hey, you got wet socks. Take your wet socks off. You know, yeah, because you know, ten percent of the time you're doing that. That's what I'm saying. 
these comedy clubs. I mean, you know, it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, put the thing up. I mean, come on, there's noise coming in from the other room. I don't understand why everybody understands. What, what doesn't anybody ever get? I mean, it's written. You keep go ahead. Say the word retarded. Uh, you're going to be, you're going to go down. I hope it's your, it's your right. Don't, let, let me tell you something else. Don't try to take, you know, uh, your bigot and hatred, hatredness and dress it up as religious freedom, you know. Uh, you know, I don't, I, it's, uh, I, I used to, well, well, I was smoking seven days a week, and it wasn't doing it for me anyway. Now I'm smoking three. I love these guys. And let me tell you something. I just got back from, I don't want to say, but Comedy Central, give me a show. So that's uh, oh. that's their montage of all 150 episodes. That was 150 episodes. You're all caught up. Wait, we forgot to play some more. I forgot. I'm sorry. These bed sheets. I mean, it's out of control. Jerry Seinfeld's calling in. Hello. Hello. All right. I got. I am so happy right now. I'm even happy that we played that part where I was screaming. Show you people what I'm really like. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's good. 150 years right there. 150 shows. <laughs> oh, I'm in a great mood. What, what do we have? We have so many things. We have so much to do. I know, I know, I know. Take my time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Todd, you said in high school that you didn't study a foreign language, and yet you're fluent in trolley. How's that? Because <laughs> <laughs> my lap. I, I don't hate it. I no, don't embrace it. it. No one else I don't hate it. it. For the listeners that, that say don't hate it, I don't hate it. I love it. It's good. Um, I do know trolley. But Todd, you say, no, Tom, you said you're not going to be drinking this week. Well, Todd, I, I'm a little embarrassed about. Tom, be honest. Last, yes. Okay. We, uh, then, then I want to get to this. To, this I love any character you do. But, but take the. Tom, not only are you doing an affected voice, but your face is of a different person. Well, you're doing a radio caster face, even. Well, I think that we can all agree that there's nothing funny about a comedian out of control. Okay. But now I need you to George Carlin, okay, and then we can George get back Carlin. to this. Are you really. Because this is what I. I want to hear. On the last time I you was were on embarrassed, there, right? I was embarrassed because I was drinking so much. I was trying to hang with Blake, who was putting away the whiskey. Well, he's got a problem. Yeah, uh, and and it was going down easy. It was some high quality stuff, and pretty soon I started thinking I was funnier and more able to pronounce words than I actually was. And then I listened to the show afterwards, and I sounded like just such a sloppy drunk. Uh, can I tell you? Yeah. Yes, there's no doubt that at times you were a little sloppy. But first of all, I loved it, and I'll tell you why. That only gets to be endearing. When you don't do it seven days a week. Right. You know well, what I mean? But when, but when you are like you and you do it, I'm able to enjoy it. You know why? Because if someone did that seven days a week, I couldn't enjoy it be- unless they're 20. You know, whatever. You know what I mean? But when you're older and you start doing that seven days a week, when you start hitting 30, or, you, know, you know what I mean, as you, you start having responsibility. But when you did it like you did it, I could totally enjoy it because I knew that that's not a regular occurrence. Right. So that made me just love it. I, I wish you loved it as much as we loved it. Well, you know – Part of it is I am as much of a goofball as anybody, but then you get reshaped by having children and living in a suburban house with school and people judging you a little bit. And you become re- – what's that? Pacific Palisades. Pacific Palisades, where you have to behave a certain way. The You're last from... thing you need is to be a sloppy drunk. Um, you do that inside. But anyway, so I, <laughs> I've contained myself to such a degree, but it's, I really am still an idiot goofball that I've always been, but now since – I don't want to embarrass my kids. I'm pretty good at restraining you, you kids, myself. I wonder if they knew, like, if we had pic- more pictures. Do you remember we did that fraternity show where we performed outside yes. in Palm Springs for yes, fraternity? Yes. By the way, one of the one of the guys in that fraternity, Kyle Van Stockton-Lochtenflichten, I have a hard time saying his last name, back then, who I met there, 
Kyle as uh, as now married. He has two kids. He's probably I don't know how old he is. Well, he's now. probably a couple yeah. years younger than us. No, no, no. He was he was he was. They were like eighteen, you know. So and then and then and then he came to the improv a few years later, and we kept in touch. And uh, he would help me with like back in the day with like computer stuff. He has letters f- from me. He was I still have them all saved. Like he would like help me out like with stuff like that. And I just uh-huh. met him at that show. But you remember that night we did a show outside for a fraternity, and they had. A beer bong that started at the second floor of the, the hotel, and then it went down, and they were drinking beer, and they were pouring. And, of course, I was very happy to be a part of it. I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah, I didn't get great. to do this. And then me, you, Martha, and Scott, and one other person all slept in one bed. Yeah. I, and I have no recollection of that part of it. I think we were passed out in, in one bed. But we, it was an unusual situation where you go from the stage in the show, and you immediately blend a part of the party. You know, yeah, we became... And- Mixed in with the party. And we were accepted because we were the comedians. Yeah. We were accepted because we were the comedians. And I was telling Jake this today um, because when his friend uh, um, Dijon Jackson Van Ron. Jackson Van Ron was in town. That the good thing about, look, the the, the better choices you make and the less shit you buy when you're younger. The less shit you buy when you're younger. And by the way, when I say live under your budget, some people go, yeah, who needs a $30 million house on the beach? No. <laughs> if you have $90 million and you get – I'm not, I'm not – right. you can have all – just live – the more you get to have that type of fun forever. And something happened to me when I was um, showing – I was in Canada, and I was showing my friend and his, uh, his girlfriend some pictures of us from like 20 years ago. And she said something – I don't know why. It almost like she goes, oh, those were the good old days. I'm like, oh, no. I still have days yeah, like that. Yeah. I felt bad. Like that to her, to right. a lot of people. They that, give it up. They you you it. have to. You, your life, life can't let you. But when you're a comedian, I say I never take for granted that I had those. That was for me at Wawa in, uh, in Doylestown hanging out with those, all those people from the show. That was that for me. Same thing I did 25 years ago. That was that for me. So I'm very appreciative of it. I don't do it without appreciating how awesome it is. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, totally. Sure yeah. it does. You fucking believe anything. No, I, I, I remember it. <laughs> you I remember it. You do. You do remember it. Um, uh, sure you do. Oh, God. We're going to be there. Well, this I've is- given up fun. You have? I mean, it is possible. A lot of people think that a comedian can't have, can have, uh, um, <clears throat> uh, what did you I say? I was just saying the last thing we need is a comedian that's all jokes and not a little serious. You know, you don't want to come off the rails completely. Uh, try your best. Oh my god, I just realized something. What? You guys want me to sing this, don't you? Well, it's yeah. all right. We could all sing it or just not. If you want me to sing it, yeah, it I will. Ca- it was kind of fun when we were singing it together. Yeah, together's good. When well, all do you us. want me to sing it and With then us? Te- <laughs> <laughs> I hate my lip. Yeah. I hate my cackle. No, I don't. I love it. 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 I do love it. I hate it, but I don't really hate it because I know when I'm doing it, I feel great. Yeah, nobody so else I love it. it. I don't even So I love it. it. If, if that makes me feel so good, that would be like if you came and you went, but it made a funny sound. And you had to go, <laughs> ah, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. But I feel so great. <laughs> yeah, it so doesn't want, make a funny sound when you come. So you want, you of course I'll sing for you. Right? Let me sing for you Just guys, me. and then I'll teach you how to do it. I'll teach you how to do it, and then we'll all do it together. This is our hundred. Can you put the karaoke up there? 
And let me tell you something. This is our 150th episode. This is a very big deal. And I would like to sing it, and then we'll all sing it. This song we, we send out to our listeners. <laughs> I'm feeling great. So, Todd, you're going to sing it? Cody, wake up. Your mom called. She said she needs the Camry back at 3. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like driving with me to San Francisco or to San Jose? No, be honest. No, it was Do you awesome. get nervous when I get in the car? No, no. I was nervous about being late, but that was it. Otherwise, you weren't late. I thought you were on time. Well, yeah, but you put a lot of pressure on me. <laughs> By, on well, time, because sorry. the night before he was going out with his friends. Okay, here we go. Can I get some reverb? Hmm. Hello. More. Okay, thank you very much. I'm going to try like Elvis just to see what I can hide. But, folks, I really do mean this. Uh, hi, yeah. Ah. Mm. Here we go. If you got a problem, you don't care what it is. You need a hand to assure you of this. I sang so good today on the fucking treadmill. I got two strong arms I can help. There's something different when you're in the treadmill. Let me turn the music up. It would sure do me good to do you good. Let me help now, now, now. It's a fact that people get lonely and nothing new. But a woman like you, baby, should never have the blues. Let me help. I got too strong. Now, now. You know what? We should all sing together after my horrible performance. Don't remember. Don't sing right into the mic. It sounds better. Crank it up. Problem? I don't care what it is. You need a hand. I can show you. Of this, I can now. I got two strong arms. I can help. It would sure do me good to do you good. Let me help. I'm like Elvis. <laughs> it's a fact that people get lonely. Ain't nothing new. But a woman like you, baby, should never have the blues. Let me help. I got two strong hands. Let me help. When I go to sleep at night, you're always a part of my dream. Holding me tight and telling me everything. I want to hear. I want to hear. <laughs> Don't forget me, baby. All you got to do is call. You know what I feel about. But, but, <laughs> Did you hear this PSA? It's like a PSA, and I think most of me and my listen. This is real to George Carlin. This I'm not making fun of it, but the first part of this commercial, it's a P. Don't this it don't call it depression. Call it by its real name. Don't call it crazy. Call it PBA. PBA. What is it? PBA causes frequent episodes of uncontrollable crying or laughing in people with brain injuries or neurologic conditions like stroke, dementia. Or it says it, it, uncontrollable laughing or crying. Wow. That's me. <laughs> That's half the day for so me. So you're PBA. You well, deserve- I think this is more serious yeah. than that, but I don't know. I'm going to definitely look into it. <laughs> There's another commercial. Have you heard that one for non-24 of what blind people get? They're having this commercial. By the way, the minute I saw that commercial, it made sense. No, totally, because they don't have any light cues. 
they don't have any light cues, so you probably have someone, you know, person that's blind, but they have children, and that could really affect you because I never thought about that. And by the way, that leads me to another thing, and I'm going to go back to it. You know, I don't want to have a conversation with somebody that we over, uh, we give everything a term now. Some people are mad at that. Oh, ADD and ooh, do do and BBB. Me too, I get it. But I don't want to have that fucking conversation. You don't with like you. TMT? Too many ha- terms. I don't want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know who else made it? Used to uh, make jokes like that when I was on one of my rants. Do you know uh, John Royson? I don't know John Royson. That's my point. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that on the Brady Bunch once. I saw that on the Brady Bunch once because uh, Marsha wanted to give up, and her father said, "Do you know who else gave up?" <laughs> And he made up, and he, she goes, I never heard of him. He goes, that's because he gave up. She went, are you homosexual? <laughs> um, if you got a problem, I was so, I called Lynn today and said I can sing this song. I was so good on the treadmill today. Well, you should bring a treadmill in here. Maybe you should do a podcast Don't on your treadmill. Don't be a dumbbell, rude motherfucker. We've established many people <laughs> like a dumbbell. <laughs> sure we have. <laughs> Several different episodes. Sure, sure. Todd, um, can I talk about your book? Um, the Todd Glass Situation, voted number one by the Book Club Association of America. Tom, can I tell you one thing that I, I just want to let you know that I'm excited you're here? Yeah. Because I just didn't want you to think that I wasn't, because we are. That's why I put oh. Oh, That's, Well, it's smoke. It's because you're here. Listen, <laughs> this is the exact kind Look of under the table. That's oh cause, that's for you. There's smoke coming out of my chair. Oh my god, it's under my chair. What the fuck? That's for you. The place is on fire. <laughs> I thought you'd be more excited. I am excited. You seem more scared. Though. Well, I, I didn't know it was just under my chair. <laughs> I've been waiting an hour to shoot that smoke off under your chair. And finally I did it and you acted like the building was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, at first I thought, like, why was it under my chair? Oh, I, I thought I because go, yeah. because every week the guests don't see it. So this week I pushed it right under your chair, and that's why. Remember before we didn't want to tell you why we couldn't. Yeah, so I was Jake I'm gave like, it away like a kid at Christmas. He goes, "Well, we can't tell you." <laughs> oh, tell have you, another Tom. drink, Tom. Tom. Yeah. Okay, what about my book? Well, Notice uh, I remember that. Well, the the Todd Glass situation, voted number one by the Book Club Association of America. Jake, I'm not even joking around, and I'm not kidding around. Tom has something he wants to say, and uh, we got to show him a little respect, okay? So let's show him a little All respect. All right, Todd, I went on Amazon last night, and I'm, I was going to pre-order your book. And uh, so I found it. I Googled the Todd Glass situation. You don't have to. We'll take a break. We'll be right back with Tom Martin. Oh. Shut up. <laughs> you do the obligatory. Oh. Oh, I was so ready. And now this. I just want to listen. Got a problem. 150 episodes, people. If you need a hand, I can assure you this. I can help. The first show, August 2011. You were on my first show. That's right. Me and you were on my 150th show. That's right. Cody Woods is here, everybody. Aristotle's here. And Jake Adams. You're listening to the Todd Glass Show. Hey, let's make a pact. Let's all get together on the 300. <laughs> wanna? Wanna? We all got to be into it. Woman like you, baby. I'm in. Have a laugh on me. I can help. It would show. Oh, God. Why is that so endearing? Let's all make a pact. <laughs> That's what we should do with my new Wawa friends. Um, 
So you got you went on to get my oh book. Oh my god, Todd! Have you been on Amazon? All you have to you don't even have to type in all the the whole title. You can say Todd Glass. Really? Books. It comes right up. It's and fun. I got it in 1863. Seems a little steep, so I didn't sure. order it right away. I might get it when it's used. <laughs> but there's so many other books on there. Wait a second. Oh, 80. my God. Yeah, so go on Amazon, type in Todd Glass, and then, well, like, there's, well, and then there's all these great comedy well, books. Well, Tom, i got to be honest. I thought you were going to talk Life about... Life of the Party, Stories of Perpetual Man-Child. So, like, they know. If you like Todd Glass, there's going to be other things they know you're going to like. It's like Amazon can read your mind. So just go on Amazon, type Todd Glass. The Todd Glass book will come up. Oh, Don't so you it. got my book. No, no, I'm going to. I but just why? got distracted, so... Did you know, like, if you like Todd Glass, you're probably going to like... Yeah, what would they say people Bert like if they like Kirsch, you're comfortably dumb, 2009. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So Who else um, do they... Do they have me next to a Jen Kirkman? Yeah, Jen was mentioned. Life of the Party, Stories of the Petrol Man-Child. <laughs> um, Brian Callen, Man Class. I ordered all of these. Like, you get free shipping if you order them all, so I got, like, <laughs> ten of them. And you ordered all those books without even ordering... I'll, well, I, I mean, I'll wait till... Hey, can I say something serious about the book? Are you going to get a paperback? <laughs> no, it's hard copy. Well, yeah, that's people saw my paperback. Pricey. They go, "It's not hard copy." I went, "Get the fuck out of here!" Of course, who? I'm not putting out a paperback book. What am I, a fucking pile of shit? Well, Todd. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's somebody that just put out a paperback book in the. <laughs> as long as you're an author now, I'm an author. I went and I I put in Todd Glass, and there's other books on comedy. Uh, what type of book you like to read, Tommy? Well, I thought you could get the comedy Bible. From stand-up to sitcom, oh, the comedy writer's ultimate how-to Oh, guide. sure, Judy Carter. Yeah. Uh, listen, can I tell you something about Judy Carter? Darren Carter's mom. Darren Carter, the party starter. His mom teaches comedy classes. Can I tell you something about Judy Carter? Go ahead. I don't know about... You don't want to be taking advice from someone that... Todd, why would, couldn't do why would your book... <laughs> <laughs> because if you could do it, you'd do it. Todd, why? I understand, Tom, what you're saying. I well, well I, I searched your book, yeah. and I'm going to buy it, I swear to God. <laughs> I'm going to purchase it with U.S. cash let me, money. Let me see what you're looking at over <laughs> Well, here. those are some of the books that are referenced. God I don't know. hates us. Why would that be in Wait, there? you wrote that in big letters. Who wrote that book, God Hates Us? Some guy named Jonathan Groten. That's Jonathan Grotstein. That's my <laughs> ghostwriter. <gasps> oh, yeah. So his books came up. I got all oh, of yeah. those. I love Jonathan, so oh, I got all his books. Wait, now you ordered my book? No, not yet. I'm going to, probably. <laughs> probably. I'm not, I think you I, said it was I, a little pricey. I, I, I probably you. have a coupon on, on Barnes & Noble, but Amazon is so fun, you can just get lost. You know? And 30 days. I'm listening. I hear you, Tom Martin. Well, I figured, Be honest. Did you buy the book? I swear to God, I intend to. <laughs> you motherfucker. Uh, I know you bought it. You can play all the tricks you want. Jonathan Grotzen, he was the ghostwriter. Yeah, Jonathan was Ooh, cool. He was great. That was yeah. therapeutic for me to do Todd, that. Todd, are you going to do a, a book on tape, like a voice? What are they someone else now? did it. Oh, someone did it. Yes, yes. A gentleman called me today for a few names out of my history. It was so funny. He goes, is it the Nalabotskis? Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Did it sound like here? Does he sound like? I I listened to his right. I listened to his voice because I wanted to make sure. You know, I didn't want the voice to be like. Growing up on the south side of Valley Forge, I got my first job at a Dairy Queen. Boy, did I rob them blind. Doing like a fifties Philly accent. Oh, so I got some deli meat. Or it could be like, so I said to myself, I go, oh, my God, I need a new tomorrow. And there I was on the side of the road crying. I'll never meet anybody. I need a new tomorrow. And yeah, me, meanwhile, I'm listening to the tape and I'm going, this is the fuck. 
I think it's so funny that you still certain things like there's no fucking tapes, but you still right. say like yeah, record on tape. Right? Why do, do they still? No, it should I be don't, I don't download think... a book. Right. The audio book now they call it. I heard someone the other day go, it's books on tape. I'm like, well, it's not really books on tape. And still when they're on The Tonight Show, they always hold up in the, I guess in the music business even, with people that are, you know, current. Like not people that are, you know, 100 years old. They still call it a record, I right. think. Right, yeah. Anyway. Or videotape, even when it's. Yeah, Cake is putting out all their uh, records on vinyl. Yeah. Cake. I got those on Amazon. You can get a pretty good deal. Um Oh, sure, Tom was joking. He bought my uh, book. I did, actually. <laughs> In, uh, what? I, I bought your book. Yeah, well, that's between you and Cody. Todd, will you buy my book? What's your book? Well, when I, when I write one. Do you want to hear something? Yes. Do you want to hear something? I don't know. It's very exciting today, you know? It's very exciting. 150 shows. I mean, I you know. know what? What are you going to do? Three years almost. Sure. You know, if, the, if the, everybody else makes a big deal about giving, they, they love to give themselves awards in the music business. Why can't I write? Oh, my God. Who, I didn't even know you guys had this made for me. <laughs> it's a precious moment. That moment we talk about the show. The show's come a long way. Oh, look at Jake. And so have you in this moment. I don't know how much more I can say. Our guest is Tom Martin. The Todd Glass Show. I am so proud to be involved in the Todd Glass Show. Fade it out. Fade it the fuck out. Fade it the fuck out. Listen, Tom. Yes? I don't want to brag, but I have good news, and I want to share it with everyone. I, I joked lo- around I like before, but now I'm being very serious. I'm being serious. Sort of God. Okay. Um, we got the shittens account. You got the shittens account? <laughs> yes. You, shitting, you swear to God? I swear to God, we got the shittens oh account. Oh, my God. I know you, you've been whining and dining, that shitting guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're by the way, it. by the way, by the way. If that is a true company, we're still not sure yet, by the way, because then somebody had to – if you said these, the, um, the uh, Apple account, right. did you get the Apple account? What do you do to get the Apple account? Well, you've got to wine them and dine them. Okay, you, you so, so that's, you know, that term is still used. Press the flesh. So if the shittin', if the shittins exists, yeah. that means that I had to wine – oh, I've been whining and dining that shittins guy for about a week now. You got him. <laughs> I think he's ready to crack. Hey, Todd, Joe Biederman over here from shittins. What is that? Shaped like a mitten. Don't get caught brown-handed. Hey, you tired of wiping your ass with toilet paper and getting shit all over your hands? You're going to love shittins. Just scoop it out all at once. Throw it on the ground. Put on a shittins. Todd, the uh, shittins people are online, too. Listen. What if you're getting fight? You have the shittens account and you blew it, and then you're you're you've heard the word shittens so much around the office that when the guy comes comes in to fire you because you dropped the ball, he doesn't realize he's saying shittens so much. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Get in here, glass. Get in here. You want to explain to me what happened with the shittens account? That was locked up. Now I hear shittens is going with our competitor. What the fuck did you do, Todd? 
I, I, I tried everything I could. I've been whining and dining them. I mean, these shittens people are not. I got to tell you the truth. They're very difficult to deal with. I've dealt with a lot of people, but these shittens people. Am I doing the right? right? Yes. What did I say when you blew the? You said be nice to the the shittens people. All you have to worry about is the shittens people. The shittens people are all that matters. I did. I took the shittens people out every night of the week. It was shittens this, shittens that. I, I, I'm living, breathing. I'm eating shittens. Todd, I'm sorry. It's come to this. Get the little white box that everyone gets when they're fired and put the stuff in. No, I won't take no for an answer. Security? No. <laughs> I'm a shittens. Hey, can I ask you something about the Bachanga commercials? Yes. I get you're supposed to take what you're advertising and glam it up a little bit, <laughs> but you can't try to make people that look there like they look. They're always trying to make it look nice. That's not fair. Right. It's not nice. It's not near nice. It's a shithole. <laughs> And, you, and they always say, oh, don't Todd, have such Todd, a... Todd, what are you doing? Didn't you hear about our new sponsor? <laughs> but that's why it's real, everybody. <laughs> you know, let me tell you something about when you go to Pechanga. It's good fun, and Phew. it's just, it's, it's what it's going to be. You're going to go to Pechanga, and you're going to feel like everything's great. That's right, Pechanga. Oh, you're going to love our 99-cent breakfast. That's right. Two shittily made eggs, some shitty bacon, and we're going to throw some home fries on there that aren't that special either. Pachanga, you're going to come horny and leave fucking bored. I don't know. This is, can I, is this true your grandmother lost her virginity to this song? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't this version. It's more of a ragtime version. More, uh... Less electronic. You know when people say this was a better time? Yeah. Oh, remember back this was a simpler time when music was like this. And then just on graphics under it put all the things that were really going on. Yo, my little yum yas murder. Yeah. As much time. You're listening to Todd Glass, everybody. Alrighty. <laughs> Is everybody good? Yeah. You're fine? I'm good. It just goes too quick. I just can't believe it. What what time is it? 9.32. It is. Hold on. It just goes too quick. I don't like it. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, it's 9.32? Todd, when do you write your next book? You know what? I already have some ideas. Don't get me started. <laughs> but I did mean what I said about Pachanga. Um, they, you know what I mean? Come on. You, you got to show some. Well, especially if you've been to Marengo. And Mar- then, hey, what's wrong with Marengo? It's first class. I'm going to tell you something about Marengo. <laughs> Every time you hear me do that. People in Marengo are very nice. Marengo used to be a bingo hall. They just played bingo. Let me tell you something. Marengo. Right. I got tired of it. Sorry to make you search for it like that. Um... I was doing this new thing. And, okay, do you want to hear some Jay Leno and David Letterman? Yeah. Is it worth taking some time to let it breathe? Sure. Because it really, Jay at his best, I think. Let's oh, say yeah. back when he would come on there. A lot yeah. of our listeners might never have heard no, it. No, they don't know how funny have you? he was as a comedian. Oh, we played it in the we car. We talked about it, though. We did yeah. play it, though. We drove to uh, San Jose together. Cody's nice. He had his, oh, we talked about it. He cleaned his car. He, put, he, 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 he picked me up. You could tell it was a filth. You know when some, well, I talked about it on the opening <laughs> right, of the yeah, show. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you again. You know when some, you know someone's car is filthy because they pick you up and there's not a speck of trash in it, but it's disgusting because they took all the trash out of it, uh-huh. but they didn't take the soda with the pennies out of the dash yeah. in the middle. <laughs> they didn't take the floor. So it looks like a car that before they picked you up, there was three bags of trash in it. Right. And I was right. 
I, my instincts were right because he goes, yeah, I lo- I, he goes, I was parked across the street from you unloading all my trash. But then while we were in San Jose, he went and he goes, I detailed my car during the day. But he fucking did. Anyway, I talked about it in the opening of the that show. That was after week. you having to sit in it for five hours. You know what? And not to, put your elbows on the To George lights. Carlin, <laughs> it wasn't bad, actually. I okay. exaggerated it. Well, I meant everything I said. <laughs> I meant everything I said. Uh, so I guess. Leno? Jake, oh my God, Jake, how are you? I haven't seen you in such a long time. You're a breath of fresh air. <laughs> how are you? For you ladies out there, Jake great. has the sweetest farmer's tan right now from walking around those golf courses. Oh, Jake, stop you're, it. Jake, you're, you're too nice. You're looking, yeah. <laughs> you're too nice. You're looking to meet somebody, right? You'd like to meet a nice young lady, right? I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm not trying to meet a nice lady. <laughs> no, I mean, why don't you put a, you know, everyone always tells me, talk about your life on the podcast. Talk about your life. You talk about your life. Uh, would, would you, maybe there's a girl that listens to the show and, you know, you could meet her somewhere right now. You could go, if you live in L.A., meet me at the Starbucks on La Brea. Uh, uh, wait, <laughs> do you want to do that? Uh, well, just go that, there one how, day. How say, I know if you're where... horny and you like the fuck and you're a girl. This is just two things. Then how show up know... and Jake will... Uh, <laughs> Choose which one he wants. <laughs> He'll fuck all of you. He's very sweet about this. I would just have to know when she's listening to the podcast, and then I just stay at that Starbucks all the time. No, you go right now. You say I'll meet you there at Friday at four o'clock. See, it wasn't so crazy what I said. I mean, it was, but not as crazy as you. You acted like, how would I ever get that arranged? Okay, so let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> see, how, see how it works out. He just called your bluff. No, he didn't. He was being funny. Like, what the fuck? I'll no. do it. Tom, no, have a drink. Oh, there you go again. Listen. Oh, my God. I can't believe You know I've been in rehab now. Well, I would never do this to someone in rehab. Listen to me. I went to my comedy professor. And what did he say? Don't drink? He, he said, he reminded me of what it takes to write a comedy joke. Would you like to hear? Can I ask you a question? You may benefit from this, Todd. I'm serious. I absolutely want to hear, but you got to let me do one thing, and i got to get this out of the All way. All right, and but then I've, I come gotta, back. I've got to clear my reputation. Okay, we'll come back. i just got to get to this. Sorry, it's, I got a hard out with this song. I got a hard on for this song. <laughs> I could do better than that. Hey, I can help. That's right. Let me 150 shows. Cody Woods is here. Tom Barton, Jake Adams, and Aristotle. It ain't nothing new. Don't interrupt me, Elvis. But a woman like you, baby. An audience like you. Let me help. Have a laugh on me. <laughs> this song is the fucking best. It would sure do me good. Do you good? Let me help. Sing the parts you know. I'm going to keep playing it until we know everything. When I go you're always a little part of my dreams. Come on, you know it. Learn it. Dreams holding me tight, telling me everything. I want to hear So don't forget me, baby. All you got to do is call. You know how I feel about you. I can do anything at all. Let me help. If your child is a daddy, I can help. What were you going to talk about? Um, Turn the reverb off, please. Okay, so... 
<laughs> what happened is an embarrassment. My last visit on the show. I am ashamed of my behavior. And part of the problem is people don't like when comedy is unpredictable and comes off the rails. No, you're right. So um, what I've done <laughs> is I've gone back to the drawing board, and I advise you to do the same, Todd. Oh, you think I have a problem? When you write a joke, sure. there's a formula. Mm-hmm. So what, what I'm going to do... This is you at your best. Yes, I'm going to... You're de- embarrassed about when you were off... I was just saying whatever came to my mind. Oh, nobody wants that. No, not in comedy. <laughs> it makes people uncomfortable. You, you used to be a network executive? No, I was a brilliant stand-up comedian. I worked all of the one-nighters from here to Ventura. <laughs> no, I'm sure that's far. <laughs> so, so first so off... Did you write some jokes? Well, like I did, just to get me back, back. Do you need a drum? Do you need any music in the background? You know, I think you'll be convulsed with laughter when you hear this, so you won't need much. I'll give you the proper music. I okay. will be respectful to your jokes, I promise. Right. Play this for him, seriously. Well, first you. off... I like it. That's exactly what I'm talking about. It's fun. It says this guy is going to be he, he's throwing gonna, he, some comedy at you. So I've come up with a, new, with a name. I'd like to be called now um, Tom the, Re- the Reliable Presenter of Comedy. Martin. I'm a reliable presenter of comedy. You, I'm not that guy you heard last time. Okay. I'm a reliable, funny guy. Okay. These are and these. Okay. That's not one of your jokes, it's, is it? No. It's got that's my name when I'm inter- inter- introduced. I like it. I like Tom, it. the reliable presenter of comedy, taking yeah. the stage. And then everyone claps, and I get up there and I greet them. Okay. Let me hear you. Start the music over for him. Start. When are you going to do your joke? Uh, right now. Okay. Go ahead. But you don't just go into a joke, Todd. You should know how long you've been doing comedy. Well, you know what I mean. Loud. Yeah, how you do. You make you your opening statement. Okay, you let the audience know, audience. I'm your comedian, and I'm going to tell you. You tell the audience you're going to tell them a joke. There you, you go. You have to have your opening thesis statement. Sure. For example, hello, audience. I'm your comedian. How'd you, I'm about to tell you a joke that's going to make you laugh. So now they're ready. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then you go into, now the audience is ready. You've prepped them. Mm-hmm. So you go into your material. You know you want something universal. So, um, taxes. Everyone is thinking about taxes this time of year. So you go, a friend of mine said, don't get me started about taxes. And of course they got me started. <laughs> okay, so now you're la- they're laughing like you're laughing. Oh, just go. So then you conclude. You tell the audience, what I've just done is told you a joke about taxes. So now you've gotten full. Uh, you've tied it up with a button. They know you've got your opening paragraph. You've got your joke. And you've concluded the joke. And then you go on to the next one. That's what people want. What I was doing, I let the alcohol derail do you, me. Do you have more? Oh, do I have more? Well, just like go into it like... <laughs> of course I do. I have... Go into it like, like just start like you're, okay. you're, you're, you've already been introduced. All right, this next joke is... Watch, oh, you I'll said improv. A... Oh, you, you, you this really This next do... joke, I'm going to tell you another joke. This next joke is going to be about, about computers. Oh, you oh, always God. tell them the joke first. I get no, it. No, I set it up. I get it. Start the music over. I'm sorry. I ruined that for him. I did ruin it. How long you set it up. Because I, you Todd, know, you got to talk to my professor. Because my comedy is, your, your comedy, if, if Pete, you can't expect people to laugh and they know, unless they know where you're, if it's predictable. Well, I would say. Right? Right? People don't want to laugh at unpredictability. That's thunderstorms, earthquakes, right. all the negative things in life are unpredictable. Your comedy should be what you're doing right, right. now. They, they need to know what's coming their way. I understand. So, hello. Let me hear. Let me hear one of your jokes. All right. This next joke, I'm going to tell you one. Right now is about computers, and um, the thing about computers, you, 
that they'll turn you on, but you can't turn them off. That was a joke. That was funny. I like it. And now I'm wrapping it up. That was that. That was a joke about uh, computers. Okay, so now I've got I like it. I like it. I hear what you're saying. So are you getting it? You want to try one? Yo, Todd? let me. Try, well, oh, you want me to read one? Well, I don't. Have I'm not one great at reading. Um, you want to let Jake do one because I think he's better at reading. Well, you can try the one I just did. Well, oh, you think that'll get a laugh again? Yeah, we'll see if he can do it better. You know, I was kind of working off the paper. Okay. I'm a professional. <laughs> I can try to learn this pretty easily. See if I can get that. Well, let same. me give you an intro. Ladies and gentlemen, let's put your hands together by clapping for Jake, the reliable presenter of Comedy Adams. All right. No surprises. All right, guys, we are going to begin this comedy show now. So everybody, get your attention towards me. Good, clean, fun. Like it, like it. Yeah, okay. I'm going to begin now by saying something humorous about, you know what? What's your name in the front row? Hey, Bob. What kind of job do you have, Bob? Okay, I was at the mall recently. You know what's funny about being at the mall? You can go down there and you can shop, but you won't get it all. <laughs> okay, I that see. That was fun. Nobody got. I'm not going to lie. But wait, 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 wait. There's two um, things. I'm going to. Do you want to wrap up the joke so people know when it's over? You now you say that was a joke Concluding about the mall. Concluding statement. Right. Oh, you're now you want right to make a statement. I, you actually wrote all this down. <laughs> Concluding statement. Now you want to make a statement that sums up for the audience that they've just heard and then translate into the next comedy thesis statement. <laughs> Is that what you call your jokes? Yes. For example, that was a joke about taxes. As soon as your laughter subsides, I'll present my next opening statement. <laughs> so professional. You're so professional. You tell your jokes. You got some gumption. My little yum yum. It's I know, I threw it out because we read it already. I wanted to say that. What the hell were you doing? How long does it take you to pee? What'd you do? Take a. He goes, I took a long, leisurely pee out of my ass. Oh, good timing. <laughs> All right, let, let me take a deep breath here. I'm having, I am having a lot of fun. It just click, 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 close the clock, clock, clock. <laughs> Bing, bang, boom. Tom, I need the, the, the real Tom back. Yeah, okay, I'm back. <laughs> I love that. Tom. That, My dissecting comedy. You're taking all the fun. Okay, what do you want to do now? <laughs> do you want to do you want to hear a little Jay Leno? Or in what order do you want to hear these things? Okay. Jay Leno, a song that I started singing in the crowds called There's Nothing a Matter with You. Which do you want to hear first? Jay Leno. Okay. Okay, so let me, I'll open up for Jay with a song, I guess. (laughs) 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 Now let's hear Jay Leno first. That made me laugh. It's like you find a way where you're going to go first. We do, oh God. All right, so uh, let's hear a little Jay Leno. I think it's worth letting it breathe. Week magazine calls my first guest the king of the club comics. If you'd like to see the king in person, he'll be appearing tomorrow night at Governor's Island Comedy Club. I'm sorry, Governor's Comedy Club on Long Island. Please welcome Jay Leno. (laughs) 
Jason. He comes out, fucking to Elvis music, and he was larger than life. He was fucking great. He was great. He really was. Nice to have you here, as always. Yes, good you being here. You look terrific. You having a nice summer? Good summer. I just got back from Reno, Nevada. Reno. Working up there. Working up there at Harrah's. They just sold the Mustang Ranch. Are you familiar with this? Heard of it? Sure. One of the illegal brothels. Uh, $18 million. It's great. Some huge corporation bought it. And people are complaining because they feel this is not, just not a legitimate business for a major American corporation to be into. Come on. If you study the history of American corporations, I think prostitution is probably the straightest thing these people have been involved with in years. <laughs> I mean, what would you rather have living next door? A pretty girl with a thing on her lip or a couple of rotted out 55-gallon drums of dioxin? <laughs> you know, the amazing thing about it is, the amazing thing about it is they're selling stock. Is that I mean, right? I'm not making this up. They're selling stock now. I mean, how does this work? You know, you pick up the Wall Street Journal. Candy ill, stocks plummet. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a frightening. That's a frightening thing. Have been traveling? Yeah, what do you do for entertainment when you're on the road? It's lonely, isn't it? Oh, it's lonely. <laughs> and I saw the other day, uh, Rambo. Have you done this? Oh, come on, do the genocide. Let's do it, everybody. Have you seen this movie? I haven't seen it yet. How about you? Well, before I saw it. the movie, I read the book, which yeah. wasn't actually a book. It was a two-page... Two-page pamphlet I got from the John Birch Society. You know? <laughs> Just kind of a simple thing. Rambo opens fire, page two, the end. You know, not much. <laughs> i tell you something, though. You know what I love? I love when foreign countries get very self-righteous about the United States. Like England now wants to ban Rambo. Yeah. Because they feel the movie condones American-style violence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what I think Stallone should do is maybe go back and reshoot some of the scenes in a soccer uniform, make it a little easier for them to understand. <laughs> See, I would like... You make I mean, a pretty good point there, pal. Yeah, I think so, David. <laughs> that's right. That's why we're here. Well, somebody made a point on this show. <laughs> see, I would like... Ooh. See, I would like to see uh, Stallone branch out a little bit. Try to combine films. Get, like, Rocky IV meets Rambo, you know? <laughs> that's where the guy can just come out and literally punch himself to death on the screen. <laughs> Kind of watch him implode, but it doesn't hold up. Been traveling around. I was in. Uh, I thought it would hold up. Some it, towards the end it does, but I'm tired of listening. Yeah, it, it's weird because <laughs> it's all topical. And by the way, if it is funny, like if it, if you listen to the whole thing and let it breathe, yeah, there would definitely where you'd go. He was fucking awesome, and he was. And I think you know it. Yeah. We're just listening to some stuff in comedy, especially when it's topical. I'm actually defending Jay Leno to the max right yeah, now. Yeah. Um, it, some of it, <clears throat> it just doesn't hold up because you know it was topical. Or it was about a movie that was out. But if you listen to the whole thing, you're like, oh no, it no, was they were fucking great, great. Together, and he was the best comedian I saw. Him he was awesome. Two hours. And he just kills the whole time. And the thing that he used to be, he used to be more iconoclastic. He would go after corporations. And then that's why yeah. people, a lot of people weren't as big a fan because then he became kind well, of the you promoter. say what you want. He was very nice to me. He was nice to me, too. Well, I'm just kidding. He was, he was, well, he was, I'm kidding. Like, I know what you mean. I'm just joking around saying you can't say it. He was nice to me. Um, uh, do you hear this, this uh, commercial? Because I got something I want to say about this. Have you heard this? While the Ronald McDonald clown face may be associated with McDonald's, Taco Bell recently unveiled their new ad featuring a bunch of different Ronald McDonald's. The company contacted regular men from all over the country who are named Ronald McDonald. I'm Ronald McDonald Jr., and this is Ronald McDonald III. In real life. My name is Ronald McDonald. The males introduce themselves, and many of them take a bite out of a new Taco Bell menu item right after saying their very popular names. The commercial serves as a lighthearted jab at McDonald's, as Taco Bell is now unveiling their new breakfast menu. 
right before the end of the ad, all the same name males sit together to shout in harmony. I'm Ronald McDonald. I love Taco Bell's new burgers. So anyway, it's a funny ad. If you watch the whole thing, it's actually it's sort of like they made like a little documentary. It was sort of interesting, even outside that it's a commercial in a, in a weird, just silly way. But then I thought, I don't know why I looked at the business angle of it. The probably the truth is when you're at the top, you don't respond to them. You just right. yeah, that's why we're at the fucking top. But if they were ever going to, you know, what I mean, I think. There's probably cases where they fight back, but most of the time, I think they yeah, go, no, they, we're number one. We don't fucking fight right. back. In a way, they're getting free advertising. Right. But if they were, if they were going to have an ad, like, I think it would be an okay ad if they did what I'm about to say to do. And just you have someone come on, look, you have writers make the verbiage so brilliant, but it basically is to the, to the effect of this. They t- Recently, you know, there was a Taco Bell campaign. We just want to say one thing. I know one thing for sure that everybody in the food industry – when you're comparing yourself, you compare yourself to the best. That's just the way it works. Thank you, Taco Bell, for acknowledging that we're the best. People don't tend to, you know, it's, you word it even better. But People they, don't tend right. to compare themselves. You don't, you don't compare your food to, you don't, no one's going out there going, our pizza's better than Papa John's. But it should be. Of course it is. It if it's sh- not, what the fuck are you doing? You compare yourself to the best pizza there is and you claim it. So if they're saying, they're saying already, so just answer back. So we want to just say a great big thank what you, about Taco Bell. If we do what you're talking about. I like yeah, it so much. You far. like it. Thank you. But we just hear the voice and then we pan down and mm-hmm. we see it's being spoken by a chihuahua that looks a lot like the Yokiro Taco Bell. <laughs> what if it's the chihuahua dressed up in a McDonald's or a McDonald's Ronald McDonald outfit? <laughs> I didn't really think Good that work. through. Jesus Christ. So embarrassing. Can I tell you something? And uh, I do mean this. I actually do mean this. You haven't told us yet. Well, it's 150 episodes. <laughs> uh, come on. I didn't forget you, people. I love you. That's why I fucking play this. For you. I want to remind you. I know when to stop talking. Listen, the words are coming on right now. Fuck. I don't care what it is. Even need a hand. I can assure you this. I can help. I got two strong arms that I can help. Let's see how good we can do it. Ready? A lot of reverb. Loud. It would sure do me good to do you good and let me help. Wow. I want to hear everybody sing. I'm not fucking around. It's a fact that people get lonely. It ain't nothing new, but a woman like you, baby, should never have the blues. Let me help. Have a laugh on me. I can help. It would sure do me good to do you good. Let me help. That's right, baby. When I go to sleep at night, you're always. <laughs> I love doing that every time. Every time we sing it, don't think we're not doing it two more times. Okay. Hey, Todd. Yeah. Um, Are you okay? Yeah. Hey, you know, remember your opening the other day, the other week, one of the shows? Don't buy you shit. You talked about, yeah, don't buy shit. Mm-hmm. And um, it made me think about uh, 
my daughter's graduating from college this May, and she doesn't have any students. <laughs> yes. Tom has a successful daughter. If she plays her cards right. I live in Pasalic Pilicis. I swear to God, I fucked that up by accident. If she plays her cards right, I may explain the formula. I live in I live in Caterpillar Pasilipates. I live in a millimeter Peter, that's Bates. why you're not invited. I don't okay. like this disgracing okay. the great town, <laughs> Pacific Palisades. Sure, you can't fit it on the form at the post office. There's not enough squares, but you can abbreviate. But you can't mispronounce it. That's just rude. If you don't uh, have time, then write nine zero two seven two. Oh God, you guys don't get it. You just okay, don't. Go ahead. Get Let me it. hear. I won't do anything to distract you. I All promise. right. Let me hear your story. Okay. Uh. okay. <laughs> this is better. I think better with this music. I shut up, you do not. Yeah, I, I can finally think. So your daughter. <laughs> my thesis statement is thus. I am going to tell you a story about my daughter's graduating college. Here now is a story I'm going to tell you about my daughter graduating college. My daughter's graduating college, and all of her friends have student loans and shit, and they have to take these terrible jobs at Anthem Blue Cross or, like, you know, finance or some. Oh, wait, what you're saying is good, so I want to hear it. No, no, it's... No, no, I actually, I I figured out what we were talking about. Don't shut up. No, no, like, that was fine. Todd, I was in the middle of my first paragraph. You're making sense, actually, and and in the midst of all this chaos, I realized I like what you're saying. You're reminding people... To, to buy, to, go ahead, go Here's ahead. The, what Take, I'm talking about, do the, it in real, the freedom, real voice The now. freedom that my daughter has right now, because everyone constantly asks, and it gets annoying even for me, so I can only imagine what's going on with her. It's like, what's Erica going to do when she graduates? It's, they're like the saying, which terrible decision is she going to make? What cubicle <laughs> is she going to sit in for 40 years? But she doesn't have to. She can go get a job, anything she wants, because she just has to cover her costs. She doesn't have student loans. But the people who have student loans, they're, they're getting these, these fucking terrible corporate jobs because they have to. And oh, what man. I'm saying is don't spend too much money and don't spend – don't take out loans. Don't get saddled with debt because it limits your choice. Maybe you'd be a great comedian. Can I tell you something, Tom? When you say that, I always feel like I know I was told things and I didn't listen. So what makes me think I'm going to tell somebody it and they're going to listen to me? And I guess I hope if I rattle the fucking living goddamn shit out of them. But I'm doing it. It's all from love. It's cause, and by the way, you know what I mean? Like the way I spent money. Like I, I did a lot of mistakes. But guess what? At least I'm not – you know, there's certain people – you know, they're in their 70s and they still have not got out of their bad spending habits. Like so if you're listening, I don't care what age you are. You can fix it. You know, you can fix it. You can, you can stop the bullshit, the honesty, the truth. But now go back to younger people. Yeah. yeah, you're at a great fucking place. Like, don't fucking start. Because let me tell you something. Even if you want to impress other people, I know we get into that in certain circles. It's different. I get it. It's like you want to believe what we're saying that comes out of our mouth, and you know it's true. But yet, still at the end of it, when this shows off, you go back to these social circles. Let me tell you something. People are usually in awe and envious of people that are happy. Right. Yeah. If you're genuinely happy... And there's people that have a bigger house than you or maybe a better car right out of college. But they see you're really happy. And let me tell you something. When you keep your life simple, when you fucking at any age can spend so much less and live in some place that some people go, what are you living there for? But you got freedom and you got peace and you're able to, you know, do what you want. Mm-hmm. You know, but I'm not saying you should do it because you'll make other people jealous. But if you need to know that, you will. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I know a lot of people. You just live below your means. Stop, and it starts. You'll spend your. Th- you'll spend your. They say you'll spend your hundreds like you spend your pennies. Yeah. So don't make pretend. Oh, when I have money, how I'm going to live? No, you. Sh- you can show it right now. Cutting out shit. You know. Yeah. What were we? T- oh yeah. So yeah, I was. Uh, don't buy because yeah. I, I tell myself that I'll go to Lowe's. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? I don't need that. I'm like looking. I just start buying. I get people that are shopaholics. I'll tell you why. It's All fun. you have to have is a little bit of it in you. Yeah. Like, you know, when I go into, like, CVS, I walk by that aisle that they sell that weird shit just for what? Right. You know, the weird shit they got, like, uh, like uh, oh, you can make eggs in a, in a hand muffin. Or, you know, you can put this in. The, it's, it's a bucket, right. but it turns into, uh, you know, a, a, a tool shed. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, they have all that. There's or that, a, there's or that little, wheelchair with the hole in the middle that you shit in. <laughs> oh. Well, that's that's actually <laughs> useful. No, oh, yeah. they have like a water. F- oh, yeah. They have like a little teeny like uh, thing that makes a water fountain. It's the aisle with the scene on TV before. Right, right. I know. Okay, I go in yeah, there. Yeah, the pull-up bar. Yeah, stuff like that. Those. Stuff like that. But I've never seen that there. But good, oh, it's great. But good, 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 uh, good help. Yeah. <laughs> I said jokingly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the point is. What's the matter with you? If. <laughs> no, nothing the matter with you. No, the point is. Ahead, I'm sorry. If you're free from debt. Yes. You can do whatever you want. Including becoming a stand-up comedian. And that's why we're here today to tell you about my new program. Oh, it'll teach I thought you were being genuine. To be an open mic hero. First, get a comedy record. <laughs> okay, I want to address something else you said about stand-up comedy. I, I think we, oh, I hope we didn't talk about this before. But I love it. Like, I get why certain kids, when you're younger and you have to answer your parents, why they think, like, you know, you uh, stand-up comedy or acting. They just think it's like, the difference is it's not as predictable. Right. So they think it's a one-in-a-million chance, right. and they're not being negative. They don't think, but it's not, depending on what you want to make. You know, like, I know a lot of comedians, like we've talked about on the show. You know, you might not be, okay, household name, but I know a lot of people making only in this business would you go, I know people making $200,000 and they're happy. Like, people go, what? I'd be happy with that. But in, in a business where you can make so much more, sometimes you can find yourself making two fifty, three hundred thousand dollars $300,000 a year. By the way, that's not me. But I'm just knowing there are guys that make that, but they want fucking Seinfeld. They want right. – but if you, if you say, okay, I want to be in the business. I'd like to be that, but could I make a living, a healthy living, put money away, right. like do it? There's, I know a shit ton of people that do that. Yes. So the answer to your parents or somebody that says, what are you going to fall back on? Okay, do you ever ask that to your child when he wants to be a lawyer? Right. If you go, what are you going to fall back on? I'm not. I'm going to be a fucking lawyer. Right. Well, so what? I'm not going to fall back on anything because that's what I'm going to fucking do. Now, I get it, like I said, about the parents. They think, well, that's not a fair analogy because if you want to be a lawyer, you can be a lawyer. Comedy, there are some other people. No, no. You can have – if you can make a success if it's music. You might not be a household name, but could you have a recording studio? Could you do something in that business right. and be successful at it? And if not, what the fuck makes you think you'd be a good lawyer? Right, exactly. <laughs> Does that make sense yes. a little? I think it did right to the very end. <laughs> Well, like you have to be creative and different. But, but you can you can be a shitty lawyer too. <clears throat> well, colleges you know? act like there's three jobs. A lot of times they say there's doctor and there's lawyer and there's a successful businessman, and then they send out these these people to go get these predictable jobs. But your first jobs are always getting coffee for assholes. It doesn't matter what you choose. <gasps> oh my God, that's a great reality show. So. So, would that would Jerry think I took that from him? So you might as well pursue jobs that you like, and then it's the same process to get where you want to be. Only you don't you don't have to go down the path that college tends to send you. There's a lot of other jobs. Stay out of uh, uh, people, guys, uh, women, men, women and men. 
Don't get into a relationship before you're ready. I, I say it to both. It's just like, don't. I'm telling you. Just fucking get yourself happy. We are so Treat- full of it. You know what? Have you checked the air pressure in your tires lately? Why? Would, because- that, would that kill you? We're just giving you every Oh, yeah. We- <laughs> <laughs> okay, did you want to hear my... I went around the crowd. Can I have the good advice, just the, the karaoke thing? This was so much fun. It's my favorite thing I do. Uh, over the And Joe helped me. We're still in the midst of trying to make it work with two tracks. So play the constant track, the karaoke. Oh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm putting my hand under good advice. I'm totally sorry. Um, uh, uh, what's the song? Um, the karaoke we were just playing? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, there's nothing to matter with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. And then, and then we'll try to layer in. Here's what I'm going to try to do on the road now. I walk around the crowd. I said, ladies and gentlemen, tonight, I only did this twice. I want to prove that you don't have to do to be mean to do insult comedy. Why can't insult comedy be nice? Look at you over here. I like your shirt a lot. You look like a nice group. You look like you're having fun. I've been noticing you in my periphery. You seem like a nice group. Nothing's the matter with you. Hey, everything's okay. You're perfectly fine in every single way. You have got no problems. Go and live your lives. Everything is all right. Look at this group over here. I like your glasses. If anybody ever makes fun of them, you tell them to go fuck themselves. You have a very charming look. I like the style you have. You seem very nice. Look at this guy over here. Personally, I like your sweater. I saw you when you came in. I commented to the owner of the club. We both agreed that it was a nice cardigan. Nothing's the matter with you. Hey, everything's okay. You're perfectly fine in every single way. Let me tell you something, Tom. I'm glad you're on my show. You're very funny tonight. You make the bits all great. I'm happy to have you here. There's nothing the matter with you. Nothing's the matter with you. Hey, that's because I'm not drinking. You're perfectly fine. I love this bit. I'm very sober. That's why I'm hilarious. Everything is alright. And predictable. Tom, you want to do Coke? Coca-Cola? No, Coke that you snort up your nose. Yeah, Coca-Cola? <laughs> Coke that you snort up your nose. Yeah, Hi, I'm Todd Glass for Coke. I would do ads for Coke. Fuck it. Hey, ever tired at the end of the day? <laughs> Me too. And I've tried the Red Bull and I've tried all the other stuff. Once in a while, you just need some good old-fashioned <laughs> Coke. I snort it right up and I get the work done. You know, I work in. at a Fortune 500 company and we don't get that way from drinking Red Bull. <laughs> we laugh around here. Anyway, Coke, you'll snort it, you'll love it, you'll live it, you'll laugh, you'll have a good time. There's a little bit of a downside. We're not going to lie to you. Sometimes <laughs> after Coke, uh, the next day you cannot feel too good. But you're going to feel so good that it's worth feeling bad. Coke, snort it up your nose. I'll be right back. You're listening to the Todd Glass Show and We'll be back right after these, whatever we play. Look at the guy. Okay, I'm done that bit. I don't want to make it something where I just sing and you what guys. Was have that to- Mike Wallace for Winchester's oh, like- cigarettes? By the way, I feel bad. Ra- should I erase that? Why? Because it seems like I'm endorsing Coke. <laughs> no, no, no. You I think care. you were not endorsing Coke by showing what it would sound like to endorse Coke. Do you want to hear a silly song and then we're going to come Not, in and, oh, and we're, oh, going to, we're going to go for it? a silly song? By the way, I appreciate me? it. We're going in for the close and it, it, the, Tom, I got to do that thing where one time we just sleep over here because like I'm I would love to I have so much energy right now. My my job ends in July, uh, but it'll get easy. It's getting mm-hmm. easier. Fucking jobs, jobs suck. This is a good crowd. <laughs> Tonight we have a good crowd. Doctor Lady Shave. 
This is a good group tonight. That's right. I know what it is. It's our 150th show. So, uh, too good. You're too good to be true. I can't take my eyes. Todd, it's great you. that that you've been able to stay here Babe, and not pay. Is the owner still being cool about being uh, he three years he doesn't behind in rent? He doesn't, know, he doesn't know I'm up here. Because they can't really do anything until the third year. That's right. Um, they can't start the eviction proceeding. <laughs> Tom, I'm lost. <laughs> I tried that joke earlier on, on Cody. Oh, you did? Oh, you're running your, I said, running I said, your jokes? Todd, they can't throw Todd out of here for three years. They can't do anything for three years. If you lease. Can I, can yeah, I play yeah. a, a silly song? It's I mean, really a silly song. It's called Good Advice. It's from Alan Sherman. I was oh, yeah, yeah. I love Alan Sherman. So uh, maybe we can have some fun listening to this, and then we're going to do a song, and then we're going to... Uh... I think this is true. I think this is true. All these... This song is about... These are all true. I know a man named Otis <laughs> who invented a room. A room. his heart was filled with pride. I said to Mr. Otis, what does your room do? He said it goes from side to side. (laughs) What are you going to do with that? So I said, Mr. Otis, if you take my advice, you'll be the richest man in town. You got to take that room that goes from side to side and make it go up and down. And that was good advice. Good advice. Good advice. Otis Elevator is the biggest elevator company. I sincerely doubt that the world world could do without my good advice. You'll understand some of them. Sir Isaac Newton came around to my house one day. This is a true story. His face was all sunburned and red. Wow. He said he didn't want to sleep in the shade of a tree. True story. Because an apple might fall on his head. I said, Sir Isaac, you dumbbell. You dumbbell. Go right back there and sleep beneath that tree. Oh, my God. He said dumbbell. By the way, Isaac Newton was a dumbbell, so somebody might like a dumbbell. Somebody might like. Oh, my God. This show, it does have meaning. (laughs) Dumbbell. It does have. This show, everything comes full circle. Uh, Sir Isaac Newton was a. He said, "Don't be." He was a dumbbell because if it wasn't for this guy, he's about to correct what he did. I don't want to sleep under there. It'll be an apple. Uh, so, well, it doesn't. Well, I don't know. But by the way, I enjoyed listening to this song, thinking if every story is true, like yeah. you know, somewhere in life this really happened, you know. But can I tell you, a long time ago, Lynn, I made him do a version of this on the road, and my friend Steve Rosenthal wrote the words. They were at a point when I was trying to be like maybe you know like. You know, I wanted to be funnier than it is. You know, it was a little bit like just trying to be like so absurd. Like my friend Adolf Hitler, he came to me. He said, I go, Adolf, you got to take that frown and turn it upside down. And then I would go, you got to I don't even want to say what the song was, but it was all like the worst advice in the world. And it was also Gandhi. He said to me, I'm going to go and I'm only going to eat nothing but 50 hamburgers for a month. <laughs> I said, Gandhi, you can't do that. You got to eat nothing at all. And that was a hunger strike. And that <laughs> so, uh, so we made up our own version. That is my homework to everybody. Oh, do you like it now, motherfuckers? You paying attention now, you piles of shits? Oh, for the <laughs> listeners, I grabbed my notes. I no, it's for you. I don't have to do it? It's for you, Me? Cody, yeah, Tom. You're going to write a verse of this, and then yeah, I'm going to have Joe test? sing it. I'm going to have Joe sing it. Okay. I'm going to have Joe sing it. Okay. We already, I already talked to Joe. Lyricist Joe. 
So it's a version of... Hey, Please, Jeff. when we speak of Lyricist Joe, we, we don't tend to talk or move or shuffle. Oh, okay, sorry. Lyricist Joe! You, you could do that when he was Jingle Joe, Tom. But now yes. that he's Lyricist Joe, you I'm sorry, Lyricist can't. Joe. Ladies sorry. and gentlemen, please welcome Lyricist Lyricist Joe! And he walks out like this. Oh, no, no, no. Cut that right there. Go back to the dent, dent, and the silly music. Pause the other one. That's all right. That's all right. We'll do that anyway. And he walks in, and just when he, you'll play it right now. Okay. Okay, let's go back to listen to this song. We're going in for the close. I'm just, I know sometimes I get a little hyper. (laughs) Everything's good. Okay. So, uh,. We, yeah, we're going to go back to listen to the rest okay. of that song. Yeah. I, we got sidetracked somehow. Got okay, so. I love it. Are you in a good mood, everybody? Are you there? Yeah. Oh, this, now this is true. Wait, was this the water? Yeah, okay. you're, you're, you're right. Okay. He, Mr. Waterman. A man named Mr. Waterman. Okay. Let's Picture we're there. A man named Mr. Waterman invented a tube. A tube? He was sad because it sprung a little leak. <laughs> He said, darn it, when I hold my tube on a piece of paper, the ink leaks out and makes a little streak. He said, I've got to find a way to stop that leak. I'll start working on my leak-proof tube again. I said, Waterman, <laughs> you idiot, don't stop that leak. You just invented a fountain pen. And that was good advice, good advice, good advice. Now, let me tell you something. Are you gonna, next week? You're gonna do one, Aristotle. Are you right. taking it on? Can it be you, a, a company it, that's completely it, out of business, like Waterman? No, 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 no. Or? It's a modern song. Okay. You fucking dumbbell. You know, you're God. all your. I don't, I'm not offended when I'm called a well, dumbbell. Well, don't try to be clinical. Well, people like a dumbbell. <laughs> Who likes a dumbbell? Everyone. Who? Name one person. Wait, Tom, you, I have footage of you Sir, on the show. Sir, Mrs. Isaac Newton. I have. I have yeah. You <laughs> like the. No, yeah. <laughs> you like the dumbbell. I have footage of you, Tom. Uh-huh. Of can, he, can you get me a bottle of water? I have footage of you saying you didn't like a dumbbell, and you were talking about your brother-in-law. Oh, he says. He, no, I, I was saying that we like him. <laughs> you know, if no, was, you said. He falls asleep with a cigarette. Yeah, you said it. He said he burns a house down. He, he buys you inappropriate gifts. He's yeah, a yeah. dumbbell. Yeah, but we love him. <laughs> it wouldn't be the same at the holidays without him. Uh, We'd probably have carpeting. I thought you were being sarcastic. All right, listen. So let's keep listening to this song. Are you enjoying this song? I feel like you doesn't have your full attention. No, I'm writing down the the rhythm of the song. Oh, excuse me, but we'll be sending everybody. Uh, we'll be sending everybody uh, the rhythm of the song. <laughs> 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 the rhythm email. It was the rhythm of the song. Wasn't that a song? What? I was thinking the rhythm is going to get you by Miami Sound Machine. All right, let's listen to this song. Come on. He was a hardworking man. He worked all night and all day. I said, Henry, what you doing? And Henry, he said, I'm inventing the Chevrolet. He said, I've already built 25 models, one for each letter from A to Z. I said, Henry, you fool, there are 26 letters in the alphabet. He said, good heavens, I forgot the model T. 
That's a true one. Now it happened. That, that, that's how it happened. No, that is true. I think this song's better. I swear to God, every song here. Absolutely free. It's a true story. Here's the part I love the best. This motherfucker has 30-piece band. Wilbur and Orville were two brothers named Wright. Oh, the it's... nicest pair of kids you've ever seen. That's nice to know. They worked 12 years on a secret project. What was it? They thought it was a washing machine. Wait a second. Uh, I said, fellas, what are all those wings for? They said for hanging clothes out to dry. What? I said, you fools, take that washing machine out to Kitty Hawk and see if the darn thing... So it's this guy that invented the plane. They were trying to invent a washing machine. This guy was Walking in the fountain pen, the, a, a, the apple, the Isaac Newton. This guy that's... Guggenheim for good advice. No, there's part two. Isn't there? Don't try to trick me. I know what you were doing. <laughs> Jake tried to uh, act like it was over. Please. This is my treat to you guys. Okay, are we done? Benjamin Franklin was a charming old man. Oh. He was always that's good flying to know. his kites. Okay. Wait a second. One night I said, Benji, why Benji? Aren't you out Oh, they were kites? friends. He said, because it's raining tonight. I said, Benji, sweetie, you go right back out there. And to your kite string, tie a key. This may shock you, Benji, my boy. But that's electricity. And that was the more interesting part is Alan Sherman must be like 500 years old. <laughs> well, don't shut up. You leave him alone. Well, if you think about it, he's been in a lot of eras. Yeah, sure. Prehistoric dinosaurs came up to me. They said, we're going to be small, teeny like ants. I said, eat a lot, you motherfuckers. You're going to be big dinosaurs. And that's how they, you know, lived. <laughs> and put a lot into the ending. And in the middle of it was a hole. A guy came up to me. One day he had to go enough. from his cave. Enough, enough, enough. <laughs> like, I'm do- like I'm doing something important. Enough. I should only stop my rant in the opening of the show. I won't be insecure. It was necessary to say. Well, well I'm never filled. Never filled. Todd, what was your favorite part of the show today? <laughs> Aside from my material. Well, you were great. I never got to do the radio guy that calls in and argue. Will you just do a little bit of that with me? We're going in. Sure. Um, can we have some sports betting music, please? Am I the caller or the host? You're going to be the caller. 365-4100, we're talking to you right now. What are your favorite memories? Give us a call. We're having light Fridays. Go ahead. All right. Hey. I'm from am Alabama. I, am I on the air? Go ahead. What's oh your my best God. memory? I just remember 1988. 1988. World Series. Kirk Gibson hits that home run. Wins the game. Listen, you're going to tell me 1988. You don't understand what's going to 1988. How many years ago that was? You're going to throw 1975. I understand 1988. Get out of here. We got Kurt. He's on the line from Plymouth Meeting, Pennsylvania. Go ahead, Kurt. What's your What was your best year? What your favorite memory? Uh, I gotta tell you. Uh, I gotta say 1455. Ah, my great grandfather used to tell me about it. 
You're talking about 14 people a night. We didn't have a car. We didn't have air conditioning. You're going to bring me to an ear where you at least better have air conditioning. I don't mean to blow you up, but I think I got it, okay? We got uh, Joe from Residia. What's your favorite year? Got to say 93. With God, I got to cut you off. We're up against a hard break. He guy says 93. I can't even listen to him talk about it. Right. 93, forget about it. Just with the... He'll be back. He got me going. Okay, it, it teetered off towards the end. I think I was doing a good what job, right? What was the right answer? What was your favorite year? You got to at least be in, you know, whatever. This guy probably would have been, you know, uh, 72. Because that's when he got a Bronco. <laughs> Fucking assholes. I try to make oh. it edgy. Fucking business of shit. Can I do it one more time? Sure, you can do it. Oh, what do you want to do? Your Same favorite thing. Year? Oh, I got it, but that's hard for me. Uh, go ahead. What's your favorite year? Well, I got to tell you, my favorite year is right now because I'm listening to you. I <laughs> got to love you. One of the family members calling in. Always puts a smile on my face. You're listening to the T-Tall Henry Hookie Hockey. Mawasake fucky Take Maka 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 Alright Alright listen You've been fun And You know There's only so much time um, What if we just rolled right into 151 Just stayed here till next week And just kept talking <laughs> A song How about if we end with a nice song okay. <laughs> A nice song What am I a 90 year old lady Let's end with a nice song why can't that be good? Pachanga, stop it with the ads. Who wants to go eat? I like to ask people on the air because then everyone commits to it because you think, oh, it's still part of the show. You don't want to seem like, no. Who wants to go eat? Seriously. Yeah, you don't I'll, have go, to. I'll go to the rat party. No, if you have to go late, I understand because <laughs> you've got a wife. She sits home and she, you know, she, when, the later you get home, the more pillows she shoves up her pussy. No. That doesn't, that, I thought the way married couples did it. I, you know, and in all fairness, you know my situation. Uh, so I don't really uh, know what you people do. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. I don't know. I thought you did that. I'm, I'm not trying to be rude either. Well, I thought uh, the I wives sit at home and about... they shove pillows up their pussy. And, you know, the truth of the matter is some other kid told me that when I was 17, and he went on to have a, a, a man live with him. So <laughs> you never know. if. Uh, can I, can, I don't know if this is the wrong t- I swear to God, something's upsetting me. To you? No, to George Carlin. I swear to God. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's the cameras you installed in our room. You said it was just so we could communicate better to write material. Oh, your house. I, I just like to like be able to talk with you. No, if, if you to you're call. being silly. I'm not going to listen. I put the cameras in your house because I like to see what you guys are doing. I'm not looking all the time. Well, there's like three angles in the bedroom. And Tom, I oh, my God. Are you going to insult me? No, no. My I favorite time like... to watch is when the two of you tell each other how much you care about each other and you're Philly clothed. And one time I came in two minutes later and you were naked, clawing all over each other like disgusting pigs. And I turned it right off. Okay, so it's all right. So just Royal back down. All right. <laughs> Get me doing bits when I'm high. That cookie, <laughs> that cookie hit me. And that was my first country hit. The that cookie, cookie hit. hit me. <laughs> From 1972. What's your friend's name again? Jackson Van Rod. And what's he doing? He's going to go uh, He's going... live in the jungle? <laughs> That's what you told me today. Kind of. He's going to Sequoia and then San Francisco, and he's just staying outside in parks for five bucks a night for two weeks. He just graduated from college. Good for him. Good. I hope he listens to this when he's in the woods and he keeps him company. Hi. What's his name? Jackson Van. Jackson, look at you in the woods. Let's give him 35 minutes of woods talking to you. Jackson, are you okay? Are you there up in the place in the woods? 
with the places? <laughs> I bought that line from Andy Kinlan. <laughs> All right, listen. <laughs> Are you with the thing with the schmiging and the yuging? All right, we got we to gotta say goodbye, so let's just get rid of some stuff here. This for the last time. Okay, that was good. Thank you very much. I'm sorry, we can't do it extra. Now, uh, voted there. Let's play that. Get the fuck out of here. Inside Blast Situation. Voted number one by the Book Club Association of America. And seriously, that is the truth. <laughs> uh, the book, what's the association? Oh, pl- the book what? Inside Blast Situation. Voted number one by the Book Club Association of America. <laughs> no, that is true. And I wouldn't the make that up, I swear to God. Come on, why do you make jokes? <laughs> what's everyone such you a You have so many trophies. No, that, that is true. That is true. Inside Blast Situation. Voted number one by the Book Club, Club Association of America. What if there is one? Tom, tell me how you. We have to go through every one of these post-its, so tell me how you started in comedy. Well, it's an interesting story. Early on, I felt that I had something to share, but I didn't, you know, you don't want to just dive in and start with your comedy. You want to let people know, I'm going to tell you some comedy. So right now, I say that as a thesis and an opening statement to what I'm about to tell you my entrance to comedy. Paragraph one. It was an interesting time because I was in college learning how to write for great writing teachers who would often Tom, tell you the order tell to write me, things. Tom, well, yeah. no, seriously, we have, to, we have to leave. Do me one thing. Can you tell me uh, the specific details of how you met your wife? I love that story. Oh, sure. Well, <laughs> it was a terrific time in my life. A time that I'm going to tell you about right now that will include my age. I was in college and I was about 21 years old. And I saw this very attractive girl in my French class. I was very curious the way she crossed her legs and then crossed her legs. Bonjour. And, and I thought, I'd like bonjour. to explore. Bonjour. I'd, I'd like to explore that further. <laughs> Long story short, I don't want to go. I don't want to go, seriously. Okay, I, I know we have that. to, though. Do we? Well. Give me, give me, <laughs> give me 15 minutes. Is that cool? I don't know. Chris Hardo's kind of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You're using up all the electrons? <laughs> hey, Dick, uh, Dick Doodle. Did, did, uh, before the show, this is a name that Jay came up with. I can't believe I just saw it. I wrote it in pencil. Uh, Dick Doodle Dick. Uh, it's his new stage name. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Dick Doodle Dick. I like it. <laughs> no, well, how did that come Hi, I'm Dick Doodle Dick. <laughs> we, what made you say that while we were working on the show today? Because well, the, what this song kind of sounded like to me, I guess, was what this. Oh was. yeah, he thought this. Was. Did he? Dick Doodle Dick. If you listen to it, maybe. Dicky Doodle Dicky, Dicky Doodle Dicky. And then you were saying, um, what do you want me to write that down as? And I just, I think I said Dick Doodle Dick. Dick Doodle Dick. So I wrote it down. No, in all seriousness, Dick Doodle Dick, I just wanted to promote it. it uh, Aristotle has a new book out. It's called Dick Doodle Dick. <laughs> and it's just all about dicks and doodles. So it's a very open-minded book, and it's about the frustration of the... By the way, there was a guy... Never mind. Pictures of poodles. <laughs> I don't want to... Did we play this? Seriously? Silly song? Oh, wait. Yeah, we have played that. That was the one we've oh, been playing yeah. the whole show. <laughs> right. Okay. Oh. Did we play this? What, when I be out of my... Here's the person. You want to hear You want to hear somebody that's out of their mind? You want to hear someone out of their mind? Sure. I'll pull a you. 
No, I am 100% positive that we did not hear this song yet, this show. I am fucking very aware Tom, right I'm now. Sure. Uh, listen, Tom, and for once in your life, you got to admit you're wrong. We've never you played this before. And I'm, Tom, I'm sick and tired of it. I'm not, I've not lost my mind. When did we play this? Tell me when. We played it about ten times while I was talking. When? I don't remember. You have to give me an example. When I was doing my comedian who uh, is reforming his alcoholic ways, we, we played this constantly. I don't remember playing it. I don't remember. I don't. I'm listening to it. There's, there's, guys, am I crazy? Uh, Cody, have you heard this song? Have we played it on the show? Be honest with me. This song we hear right now. Started from the beginning. Started from the beginning. Maybe they're not listening to the same. But you've heard this song. Remember you asked if my grandma lost her virginity to it. Remember? Shut it off. You said that. You're so upset. Todd, this will shake. This will help you. You Wait, said I'm, I don't like the way I'm taking this bit. I'm really getting too angry. It doesn't have to be that angry. Well, I was like really just, like, no, this is bullshit. We've never. Oh yeah, I guess maybe it was you're just funny. angry yourself because you know we did play it. This play it. Let me hear it. I'm gonna just shut the fuck up. I'm gonna shut the fuck up and really listen. This isn't the one we just even played a second ago. We've never played this. No, we haven't. <laughs> Tom, what? No, I that's, don't agree. That's yes and and the bit. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Oh, you agreeing with me? Oh yeah, you're right. I don't have. To. Thank you. Now it's me and you against them. No, Tom, am I crazy? This I would put... have recognized this song. Oh wait. Thank you. Wait. <laughs> Shut up! You're the dumbest guy in the world. See, was... by the way, mine was great, but I didn't have an audience to appreciate it. Once you, I had you do the bit. I appreciated it. That guy's dumb. He yeah. goes, no, I've never heard this song. I would have remembered this. Right. But he doesn't because he's an idiot. Nobody likes an idiot. Nobody likes a dumbbell. Thanks for calling. Um, Todd, what are we going to eat? Oh, I know. As a young boy, Aristotle dreamed of being a sound engineer for the Todd Glass Show. Oh. And now that dream is a reality. Oh, That's so beautiful. Shittin's line two. Oh, shut the fuck up. They just interrupted. You got one chance to get the Shittin's account back or you're gone. Let me tell you something, Rob. I'm going to make you and this company very proud. I'm about to go into that room and get us all our Shittin's money back. Well, if back. you don't, I want to see you when you go home and tell your wife you lost the Shittin's account and now you have to move out of your beautiful new house. We didn't lose in a Shittin's account. We gained the Shittin's something other. Some other <laughs> word. Okay, the bits... So much fun tonight. Can I say one thing? Jingle Joe has captured how much fun we had tonight. He captured it. Sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. Jake Adams. His Twitter handle is at Jake M. Adams. But his grandmother calls him Jacobs. He played the wrong one on purpose. Now this, <laughs> he goes, you mean this one? And he defied me, looked me in the eyes. And I knew something was up because he was like, you mean this one? Like he knew it wasn't the one. Oh, I'm wink. Oh, this one. You know this. This song, the one, the Jake Adams song? No. Joe. On the top last show, the bits are so much fun. The bits. The bits. The bits are so much fun. Can I tell you the truth? Play it again. This is truth. Swear to God. Lost my virginity to this song. This is a true story. Okay, picture me. There I was. Hey, what's your name? 
<laughs> Aim at the first. <laughs> ah, you dog. <laughs> Wait, why was that funny? Why was that You're funny? You're fucking this person you've just met, then you've gone from like, just meeting to losing your virginity. Wait, tell me what I said funny. I don't know. You didn't know the name of the person you're losing your virginity to. You're like, hey, what's your name? Boop. Well, no, yeah. I was about to lose it. That's how this song started playing. From, it's a long song. Right? <laughs> well, I don't know. I got lost. Oh, come on. I didn't know I had to have accountability for this. Oh, my God. <laughs> Listen. Oh, so I'm walking around, and then I said, hey, what's your name? <laughs> yeah, well, that happens. What do you think? What, wait, you never. What, what do you. What, what, how should the song be? I was walking around the floor. I saw a little lady. I, oh, hold on. You know, no, no, no. What's your song? How do you think your song goes? Like this? Uh, <clears throat> may I get some reverb? I was going to the school fair. I saw her there. Yes, now you're I talking. I said, there's Molly. That's what I called She's such a hot gal. And how? So I gave her a little letter. It said, would you let me take you out for dinner? That's the way you do it. She said, no. I won't ever see you. But I never gave up. I sent a hundred roses. She let me take her out to dinner. Had a good time. Then we got married. Oh, we sure did. And we never did anything at all. Why would we? Then at our honeymoon, we started fucking. Oh, did we ever? And then that's the way this starts. I knew her name. I think that made sense what I was saying. Because, yeah, you said my way was like, you know. Look, I didn't tell you too much about my person. I have a feeling you're judging me. No, I'm not judging. I just think it's funny. Your first time I met a lot of nice ladies. No, no. Well, that's, that's not true, that story. This is for the joke. I know, but it was still funny. What's your name? What's your name? Sure, people laugh. At, get a laugh at my expense. What did I ever do so wrong? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Lordy, 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 lordy. Oh, my God. I swear to God, I just saw Mr. Rogers move. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, oh be overly, be, be that like <gasps> Tom. <laughs> Shut up! He's here. Did you guys realize that when Todd was making that rant, it was Mr. Rogers. I saw his posters. He's got. He's he's come to our realm. <laughs> That's what. What a good job we're doing right now. All right, here's how we're gonna say goodnight. Thank you, everybody. Well, you know what, of course. What do you think? I'm not going to end. Here's what I want you all to try to do. Like, you're doing a good job with this song. I don't know all the words either, but, like, <laughs> try to, like, you know, really yell it. Like, why are you laughing? We're yelling at the words. I can help. You sure do me good. I can help. Why is that funny? Seriously, tell me. It's just funny. Because it's the same song? Yeah. I know, but I don't want to give up on it. Why should I? Uh, I did that. Why am I keep holding up posters? What, I have a, a disease? <laughs> Throw the post-its out. <laughs> Oh, the bits. The bits. Oh, I get it. I get it. That made sense because I started doing the other version of like how you would court a girl slowly. Right, yeah, yeah that's over. exactly what you were doing. Oh, then that makes sense. Yeah. I was funny. Yeah, it was. Yeah. What's that? Really? Oh, den, sing, can I help? Oh, den. Open, sing. Oh. <laughs> Open singing, I can help. I love when you try to decipher your. Oh, my God. By the way, re listen to me getting. Here was, here's what I was trying to get to. Open with. Singing, can I help? And I go open den singing den. I seem like a bad character out of an old <laughs> racist movie. 
I said that. <laughs> How's everybody? Everybody, look, we gave you this. Today was a fun show. Todd today's, has two more post-its. I, no, I don't. <laughs> and when they're gone, there's no more show. Oh wait, hold on. Let me not. Turn. Will he use the bit, or will the show end? The Tom Martin Show. Tom, 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 Tom Martin. Or with Todd. <laughs> Oh, I wanted the smoke to come out just then. It didn't. It's very disappointing when you expect that smoke. I've been waiting 25 minutes to hit it. Anyway, it's all right. As a young man, as a young man, do you know as a young man Aristotle <laughs> dreamed about? What? Did you know as a young man Aristotle dreamed? This is- as a young boy, Aristotle dreamed of being a sound engineer for the Todd Glass Show. And now that dream is a reality. That's a true story. That's beautiful. All right, listen, so we'll end with this. I had a really good time today. And I'm going to get a little water. Oh, you, is the water right here? Oh, here it is. I had, a, re- I had a, a lot of fun tonight. I did, too. I really did. And, uh, you know, there's no other way for me to close. If I just do a song, then when it's over, it's over. And that's mm-hmm. the only way I ever end. So hold a on. A song with us? Oh, do you want me to do it all by myself? No, we were offering our, our help. Oh, if you want. No, no. I really don't want to do it all by myself. So that's why I can't do this bit. But I appreciate Ding, ding. Um... Oh, sure. Look at this kid walking outside. Look how nice he is. <laughs> he does seem nice. All right. Come on. Uh, let's stop it. This is, not a, this is not a game. Thank you. This is a real show. HBO's uh, talking to my manager. They want to... Really? Yeah. So. HBO? Uh, I didn't hear the second part, but I heard HBO. Was HBO. It's just HBO. It's not like uh, it's like they're you know they just broadcasting. I mean they're all like. What are they thinking? What are they thinking? They're in the beginning negotiations. My management uh, with their management, they're trying to get a meeting. What are they talking about? Uh, Well, right now it's basically, and you can't even get to this point unless you're. They're trying to get. I mean, like they're in the beginning negotiations of getting the meeting. Getting the meeting. I'm getting the meeting. That's not easy to do. No, they don't have the meeting yet, but they're pretty close so to So you have it. a management now? I didn't realize Well, that. I'm in the uh, starting of the definitely in the uh, sort of pre-emble, if you might say, with having a few managers. Some see me oh, here, so some see me there. so the guy finally picked up the phone. I knew you had a hard time getting him on the phone over there. Right now, I'm with, like, someone told me I might not even want him because if he's not calling me back, then oh, sure. I so I'm well, you know, I sort of so I don't have a manager this, this yet. This is the guy who's gone People home to tell how well he's doing back yeah. to his hometown. Sure. So I'm getting like a Taco Bell audition like a day like and then I'm doing McDonald's auditions. I mean, I'm seeing actors in there like that I grew up with. I'm like, shut the fuck. Am I standing next to and then I fill in the blank <laughs> with whoever this guy says. All right, listen, we got to go. You've been great. You're great. You're great. Is there any? Is there anything? I know Aristotle. Uh, he's having a fundraiser this weekend. By the way, what if I started a? Okay, we're, what's that called? Where you raise money? Kickstarter. A Kickstarter, and I want to buy. Uh, the oh, uh, buy the Clippers. Buy the Clippers. Mm-hmm. How come if somebody else did that, we'd hear about that? Did you hear about this fucking kid? You'd believe that, right? You minute you heard, he'd be like, "Of course, that's brilliant." He mm-hmm. started a fundraiser, and he said, "Here's what the team would be." The 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 morales of him, his his beliefs, and he got a fucking. Are you this serious? kid raised eight million fucking dollars. Are you kidding me? No, I'm saying, wouldn't you believe that if that was true? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, then why can't I fucking do it? Why can't I start a Kickstarter, the biggest one in the world? I'll fucking buy it, and I'll give every fucking penny to charity. 
right. just help me buy it, America. What, like, Clippers? why can't this Clippers be a Kickstarter to, for me to buy the Clippers? Then if I buy them, I'll give every single penny to charity. But I'll buy them with the Kickstarter, and then we'll, it's indirect giving back to charity. Why can't that fucking go viral? That's a good thing to do, right? Or am I just high? Can we start with a yeah. Clipper jersey? No, but five hundred million dollars is the, like the five hundred million fucking dollars. Or is something. that the cost of the clip? Yeah. Well, why can't I? Why can't there be a Kickstarter that raises that much money? Why is that unfathomable? No, I suppose. Why can't we do? And this? Why can't that? I don't understand yeah, why. It's that, like a dollar. Can I tell you something? And you America. might think I'm being crazy. I wouldn't. I think people can be great, and I love to hear that you're reminded in some of these bad situations how. How, you know, uh, uh, we can also be great as species because we can be great as species. So really, is this self-fulfilling on my part? Because I'm saying I give the money to charity. It would be a fun thing to do to raise that much fucking money and then knowing that every single penny goes to charity. Is that possible what I just said? Could well, that, could that machine, clippers, could that you machine work? Raise I want to buy for... the fucking Clippers. Oh, and then the revenue from yes, the Clippers you the give to charity. fuck here. I'm trying to have a Kickstarter, and you're ruining it. Oh, I get it now. I just By the way, the, no, we're gonna, if this goes viral, everyone will hear all this. Okay. That's why I'm spicing it up a little. So, uh, so what yeah. do you think of the idea? I think it's a great idea. No, be honest. To George Carlin, do you think that's a possibility? That Not that a chance work? in hell. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Well, it's too much money. What, what, and then, and then, a lot of these teams—they're just vanity things. They don't actually make money. They're just like a way for billionaires to say, "Play Monopoly." Like, I got a fucking baseball team. Yeah, right. well, I got a basketball team. I'll tell you what you do: you call up, you go, I'll give you seven hundred thousand, or you can get the fuck away. It doesn't hurt to ask, right? You know, play ball. It doesn't hurt to ask. I right, listen. As we go to close, I just want to say to our listeners that if. I don't. I mean, I don't know how to say it. I'm not always great with words, believe it or not. But uh, if you ever, uh, if you ever, I'm the, If you need help, I can help. I'll help. We're here. I mean, to to help. To help, of course. We're here to help. Yeah, and I would just like to reiterate what Todd said about you know, if anyone out there needs help, we're here to help, and we'll help. Aristotle, I know you don't have a microphone tonight, as we do our live broadcast, as we do every week at the 1701 mile mark of the La Cienica Strip in Los Angeles, California, high top black horse motors. And I know as our broadcast goes out tonight, you don't have a microphone, but it's such an important time to yell off mic and let the listeners know that, that you're there for them. I'm here for you. If you need help. If you need help. If people need help. And Jake? You know, if you need some guidance, we're here to guide you. We're here. Well said. Well said. I don't think you can be say any better than that. I don't think you can be. I don't think you can be said well, any better than that. If you need some guidance, we're betterly here to guide you. That sounds very helpful. The song I can help. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You didn't know that was all set up for. Uh... You didn't know that's what we were setting up? No, I thought. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> it almost works better. <laughs> of course, I'm not editing this out. Right up to that point. Well, that's a good ending. Can I tell you something, though? And I'm serious. Don't worry. You, everybody make mistakes. If you ever need help, I'll help. <laughs> that's hilarious. I love it. Are we not going to sing along? Okay, I want you to know this. No, 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 no. I'm not ending the show. Cut everything off. Cut everything off. As we just put our mics down, I ask that when we sing We Need Help, that we give it our all. It's the last thing on the show, but we got to give it some gusto. I see when you guys are over there. You don't kill me, baby. I don't kill me. Let's fucking end. These okay. people.
they 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 hold us in, in in high esteem when it comes to closing the show with our with our song. They love our vocals. They love our vocals. I don't care if it's good. Mumble if you forget until you find your rhythm. If you got a problem, I don't care what it is. Even if it is, I can assure you this: I can help. I got two strong arms. I can help. It would sure do me good. Do you good? Let me help. It's a fact that people get lonely. It ain't nothing new, but a woman like you, baby, should never have the blues. I can help. Have a laugh on me. I can help. It would sure do me good. Do me good. Let me help. The bubbles are coming out. When I go to sleep at night, you're always part of my dreams. show until next week good night One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.